Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's just like the old radio show with the added ability to swear a lot. From the Mac of All Trades studio in Fairport and driven by Victor Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, it's Billified, the Bill Moran podcast. Welcome. Thanks for getting your pot on. Thanks for telling a friend. That's how we spread the word about the pirate ship. Follow us on Facebook at Billified and follow us at Billified underscore pod on Instagram. Oh, back in the studio. It's been a while, fellas. It has. I forgot how to swear. Season two. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Season two. It's funny. Well, there's school year. I mean, technically. I kicked the kids out today. It was a glorious, <laughs> it was a glorious silent day at my house. Did uh, everybody have a, a good Labor Day weekend? Yeah, not bad. Not no? bad at all. Not bad? Do anything fun? No, I just uh, went out, hung out with my wife. Did some stuff, but we didn't really like do any partying or anything. Yeah, that sounds boring. Yeah. Sounds Sometimes awesome. at our age, boring is good. Yeah, I guess. Uh, first, Kevin? Hockey, first hockey game of the season yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This past Sunday. The dickhead that was at the championship game from some other team showed up to our game again this week in Buffalo. Like, you have nothing better to do, really? To, to, to what? To troll you? Just to try to troll us, yeah. Troll or scout? You can't scout. I mean... They're, they're 14. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, either they're good or they're not. Okay. He's getting the troll. And if you ignore the troll, they can't we did. control you. We did. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I went time, up though. to um, <laughs> my brother's in Kennebunk, Maine. Uh, four hours from my mom's house became seven hours because we left <laughs> Friday at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon and hit all the Cape Cod traffic going through Massachusetts. Three hours of extra traffic? Yeah, like three hours. Freak snowstorm. Yeah. I mean, it was like bumper to bumper. You couldn't move. But we listened to Jimmy Buffett the whole way up on satellite, and he, they were doing the countdown of the top 100 boat songs. And uh, this was Friday, and I wake up Saturday. My brother goes, hey, sad news. Jimmy Buffett died. And he had a very rare but uh, deadly form of skin cancer that he was living with called Merkel. And uh, he'd been living with it for 40 years. And then on the way home... I always knew Meghan Merkel was an issue. <laughs> and I went, I'm listening <laughs> so on the... the fake skin cancer, like the Merkins. <laughs> uh, on the, uh, I'm listening on the way home, and they ran a concert from February of this year. He sounded great, and he was, you know, doing everything. So it's, it's one of these things where I think he was... Somebody said he performed in July at Jones Beach. Oh, yeah. Like, he, well, on a serious channel, they would air the live shows. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to that. I, I am such a... I don't want to say closet fan. I don't talk about it a lot, but I, I played 
so much Jimmy. Like anytime I'm in the truck, I, mm-hmm. I have satellite on. It's it's Margarita. You're a closet <laughs> parrot head. I yeah, and I'm so bummed because I never went to one show. And well, my expense they were expensive as hell. Sake, I just I just never <laughs> did. And my brother went to like four or five, and. Uh, his wife posted all these pictures of them at the shows, and it's funny. You can see, I mean, God, she looked like a little kid when they started. She's on his shoulders, and I was like, look at that through the years. But then, uh, man, lots uh, lots, lots going on up in, in that, that part of the world. Man, we set up the party. Like, they started setting up the party a little bit Friday night. We hung out around the campfire. They had another couple that were helping uh, overdo some stuff. And, and, were you, you know, helping or just drinking? No, we were drinking and just <laughs> hanging out. And then the next day, we get up and we go, we're going to go get the keg and everything. And this other couple, uh, her parents own something called Congdon's Donuts. So I'm going, okay, well, big deal. This, her husband, she works there. Uh, I guess her mom and dad are looking to step down, and I think she and her husband are looking to to buy it. Mm. So I'm going, ah, that's, that's kind of nice. You know, family business, you do the whole thing. They started in 1955. We drive to get the keg, and we go into Kenny Bunk on the border of Wells. I don't know. It would be like going from where we are, like Fairport to Pittsburgh kind of thing. We pass Congdon's Donuts. There is a line oh, yeah, I believe it. of cars that goes out and around. There's also a line of human beings that is out and two parking lots over now with people just waiting to get these donuts. I go, holy shit. And they're $36 for a dozen. So it's like Ridge Donuts. They have that all the time, the line out the door. Well, in, in, in Buffalo, in Buffalo, the place called Paula's, that's the same way. And when we were in Austin, my wife and I, Voodoo Donuts has a line going out the door like 24 7. It was unbelievable. And here's the thing. Like, they could be open all the time. They can't find workers. So right now, <laughs> they can't. And they do it kind of this old-school way with the donuts that they drop them down into the oil. They've been doing it the same way fry since cakes. 1955. Yeah, fry cakes. These donuts and fry cakes, maybe I, I, you know, you always say this, but, and Grant, I might have been a little high, but goddamn, were they good. <laughs> I mean, they were good. I ate some on Friday night. I destroyed them. But a I know it's my gummies. Fault. Saturday <laughs> night. And then uh, Jimmy has a new song out called My Gummy Just Kicked In. I heard about this, yeah. And Paul McCartney plays guitar on the on the song and i saw like i've been i've been singing my gummy just kicked in because i heard it about two weeks ago mm-hmm. then the guy up up and dies uh Gotta so that dosage back then we go <laughs> we go home we set up the tent we're putting together like, i have to hand it to my brother and, and sister-in-law because they package everything up it's all labeled all the right poles are together all like the c poles and the d poles and this and uh we put up this giant tent is it they a put, sleeping tent or like one no of those no no tents? it's like a party tent and everybody else had their sleeping tents out around the pond, and uh, away we went. And then the band comes in, and there's they guy comes early. He sets up. He's blasting Jimmy Buffett. And then uh, later on, the band shows up, and my mother uh, decided she was going to go rest. So she was upstairs resting, and she's in the bedroom that is the band is setting up right below her window. She's oh, okay. on the second floor. She comes down and she says to my brother. Is Mallory, that's his daughter, going to be sleeping in there tonight? Because the smell of weed <laughs> is overtaking everything. The band got high before the concert, like before they started. Yeah. 
the band took a break, ate, got high again. The band at the end of the night, they're smoking. They smoked so much fucking weed. Like you were getting contacts high with this band. Yeah, Kevin eight Williams was band. reporting about this green cloud eight, over Kenny Bunn. Is Man a Cannabis loving state or uh, not Yeah, so I believe they're a cannabis loving state. At least uh, the band is. I'm pretty sure it's legal there. Crabs and cannabis. You never heard of this? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> legal. <laughs> it's legal in uh, it's legal in Massachusetts. I don't know. We can't get the fuck out of our own way here in New York State. But, yeah, red tape, Billy. But that, that's it. Then they then uh, they my brother only got a quarter keg this year, and he was shocked when he got there. He goes, "Oh wait, I thought I was getting like a half." And the guy goes, "Now nah, you only ordered a quarter." He goes, "Ah, well, last year I had so much left over." Some of the uh, some kid was having a fifth birthday party that friends with my son, so I brought it there and we drank the rest of it. So now the keg, and then all these moms who were in their like late thirties, early forties, when their kids ran off to Tenko's, all right, let's do keg stands. And so then we did keg stands, and I feel like I cheated a little bit when I did mine because I felt like someone was dribbling out of the side of my mouth a little mm-hmm. bit. And it was running on the guy who was holding the thing's hand. And I said afterwards, but I got up there. The r- record was 25 seconds. So I stopped at 25 seconds. But I, I feel like I cheated a little. Like, they're going to let, let the old guy slide. I <laughs> was, that, was that the video we saw on Facebook or was that somebody else? No, that was me. And I I couldn't uh, tell it was you. But. Yeah, I took it down. <laughs> I took it down pretty quickly. Because <laughs> you couldn't tell it was me? I couldn't tell. I, uh, I didn't. Yeah, in fact, I heard Jimmy Z is going to work on this logo <laughs> called the Air Moranimal. It's Jordan, but it's upside down. <laughs> Tapping a keg. Oh, uh, Guinness in one hand and a keg, <laughs> keg standing in the other. <laughs> then it's like, then my brother buys, does a slip and slide into the pond, right? And so he doesn't buy, like his wife's like, why don't we just get the $8 plastic sheets that you could get at like Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. He ordered off Amazon slip and slide sheets that go for $50 each. He puts two of them together and then hands the kids like three or four bottles of Dawn soap. Well, they got this thing, so you're cruising down. Like, I, I went twice, and I was like, that's enough for me. But it's I, uh, big ass tarp. Yeah. Was well, like, that's the thing. Was it like Clark Griswold in uh, Christmas Vacation? You got it, man. Where you he shined like, up the bottom of the sled and then just took off and sparks <laughs> were flying. So then this lady, Bingo. there's like these. Kind of hippie people that live across the street. They're pretty cool. They love busting. Oh, no my, kidding. My brother's stones. Maybe yeah. that's where the smell They're was coming from. weed with the band. <laughs> it, well, so the, the, that guy's wife goes, you know, if I still worked for the EPA, I'd call them on you because there's soap now going into the pond. <laughs> and I go, well, that's what they used to clean ducks. I thought it wasn't yeah, that bad. Right. I don't think it killed anything. I saw those commercials. They look pretty look clean. fine to me. It's our pond. Shut up, lady. I have no idea. <laughs> Thanks, Exxon. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, but man, my my brother's friends. I did a podcast that you can go listen to with um, Jeff Park, and Jeff is a former MLS soccer star. He played for uh, I guess everywhere. He started with the Metro Stars, which became the Red Bulls. Then he went out to Seattle. He tried to get on a team in Europe. Uh, he wound up then back in Philly, and then retired in DC. And you can hear why he retired, and uh, you know just just kind of how he has a little bit of a bitterness towards MLS, but but. It was a great chat. He and I just sat down at the kitchen table, and uh, I wasn't going to bring anything. And Kevin's like, you got to – oh, I was going to bring the board and just because I knew I was going to have some things I needed to do, but I wasn't looking to do a podcast. Kevin goes, you got to bring at least two mics. So I did, but I only brought one set of headphones, but we sat there and did it, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I listened to him. Glad your, I listened. Your brother knows everybody. Well, The freaking king of England could have showed up, and you would have been able to interview him. Here's the funny thing. So my brother, also one of the guys there – and this is actually through my sister-in-law because I think this was like her first boyfriend in like sixth grade. 
Well, he lives there. She stayed in contact with him. He he's married and all. He had a restaurant in Kennebunk, but he was also the private chef. He would do private events for the Bush family. Well, they, they, they used to like party. Well, they every time like uh, President Bush would go off, he'd be like, uh, "Yeah, we're at Camp David, Kennebunkport, Maine." Was it Kenny Bunk or Kenny Bunkport? I think they're in Kenny Bunkport. Okay, and I don't know that is that Camp David. Well, I believe so. Yeah, that, that used, that's, on the, they're on the cause water because like, uh, the Obamas and the Clintons would always stay at uh, Martha's Vineyard, and the Bushes would always go to Camp David. That was the whole. Yeah, because it's their place. Um, in Kenny Bunkport, it's uh, Camp David, 125 acre county retreat for the President of the United States. It, oh, it's in, uh, I don't think it's, that's not the one. Okay. They have their own place. That was in Jersey, down by the Shaw. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, in, that's in Maryland. My mistake. Camp David's in Maryland. My mistake. So this is his own place, mm-hmm. and like my brother actually took me on a tour, and he goes, whenever George W. Bush is here, they fly the Texas flag. He goes, he's there, he has the Texas flag. But, so in this, case I get confused. So this guy was, <laughs> when George Sr. was alive, he gets uh, goes over and he's catering an event for the, for the Bush family. And uh, my sister-in-law was going with his wife, and they were helping him, helping serve and do all this stuff. The, one of the twins, Jenna or Barbara, is it? Yeah. Okay, one Perhaps. of their husbands wanted to have a fire. Now, their property kind of is out on sort of a peninsula out in there, and there's not a lot of room. And uh, they don't have a fire pit. So my sister-in-law says, oh, my husband just bought a fire pit. I'll call him. Would you like me to call him? They go, yes, please. So my brother brings over his fire pit. And I guess George W., there's a picture. He and George having, <laughs> <laughs> like, beers. Drinking so a Guinness and smoking so a right. Like, my brother does know a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know. Just he knows a ton of people. So, but I, and then the next day was, you know, cleanup and shit. But it was a great freaking time. I mean, I had a... I had an absolute blast uh, drinking and getting a little high and uh, enjoying the weekend and slipping and sliding into the thing and sleeping in a tent and doing the whole thing. Cool. It was great. Cool. And got a decent podcast out of it that you can uh, check out with a MLS uh, soccer star. So th- that was it. But goddamn, that it is funny because he does know everybody. There was somebody else that came up. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, the guy from uh, – I said to my brother, I go ah, – I'm chit- I remember I, I was talking about the deodorant, and I keep reading about aluminum and shit like that. I go, I should probably try to change this, man. Let's see. So I go and I get Tom's of Maine. Okay, now Tom's of Maine, I feel like d- just doesn't. Sometimes I get a whiff and I go, "Fuck, is that me?" Yeah. So I've left an extra one here in the <laughs> studio because it's been hot, and I go, I don't need to be funky. Communal. There's four, if you need it. four there's, hours of protection. There's people in and out, right? I With a shot clock. So it smells great, but I'm like, huh. So I said to my brother, yeah, I've been using times. He goes, oh, yeah, I know him. He lives. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, yeah, he lives right over. You yeah, know. his real name's Barry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes, yes, his office. Is protection. His offices or headquarters are like right next to him. I was like, what in the actual fuck? That's- Keep Maine a secret. Yeah. That's- <laughs> You'll have a case in your tent in an and, hour. And I don't know if anybody knows who Chris Trapper is. Sounds familiar. Chris Trapper is a singer. He was in a band called the Push Stars okay. for a number of years, and then he's got a lot of solo songs that he does, like Keg in My Coffin and some other stuff. Right, okay. So he has become really good friends with my brother, and 
I, I think he, I don't know where he lives because he just did a whole tour. He was like, yeah. He was here recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did here. He did a coffee shop in Geneva. He did something else. But mm-hmm. he just kind of just loves to taco and get buffalo. on. The, that's just kind of, that was kind of like what he was doing. Yeah. And he just goes, he played uh, Loving Cup here. Yeah. Seen him. Actually, I've seen him there with, yeah, with a guy named Greg Hunt who listens to the show. He just likes to get up and, yeah. and go. I was like, Keg on my casket. Yeah, keg on my casket. That's what mm-hmm. it is. It's a great song. We should we, Maybe we'll mm-hmm. bump it later. There's so many things because I was going to bump with the Jimmy song. Uh, the Rolling Stones announced that they're coming out with a new album. How about the fact that we're gone and we lose Jimmy Buffett? Yeah. Uh, Dreamweaver, Gary. Gary, Gary Wright. Gary Wright. Bob Barker. Bob Barker died. Uh, they find it. What was it? Alzheimer's eventually. Alzheimer's, yeah. yeah, and then uh, he lived with it for about ten years too. It's yeah. not like he just got it recently. Like no. he was like fighting it for a while. And then uh, Steve, Harwell. Steve Hardwell from um, Smash, Mouth. Smash Mouth died of liver failure. So that's four in a short period of time. And I go fucking Keith Richards, still Keith here, Richards, still and still- Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Keith Richards and Willie Nelson still around. Willie Nelson. Could Do you think be- they have a bad bunch to each other? Willie and Keith. Who's going to go first? That would be funny. You know what's amazing to me is like the number of people like I, I always like Jimmy Buffett, but one of my probably my favorite all time rock stars is Joe Walsh. I just fucking love Joe Walsh. And Joe Walsh writes this really beautiful thing about Jimmy Buffett going, Hey man, uh, we both got signed by the record company at the same time. We played this is a, a gig we played in Chicago for a charity event together. Jimmy was always a good time, always just an honest guy, great businessman. Like I had all these things I go, God damn, I'd love to hang out with Joe Walsh. So, funny story. I had a pastor in the uh, late 80s, early 90s who was from Florida, and he would play guitar occasionally, and he told us a story. And I didn't know who Jimmy Buffett was at the time. I was a little kid. Yeah. But he goes, yeah, one day I'm just strumming my guitar on this dock, just just hanging out, and this guy comes up next to me with a hat on. He goes, hey, you mind if I play with you? And he goes, sure. And they're just screwing around. And then a couple of years later, he finds out that the guy he was playing with was actually Jimmy Buffett. Bullshit. It's a pa- it was a pastor. Well, I don't believe it. it. Why would a pastor like make that story up? Because no one's going to be able to fact check that story. Who's going to fact check that story? Like the pastor, it's the hole in one on Sunday. Who's he going to tell? Yes, exactly. That's it. How would he know? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How would he know? <laughs> People are waving to him. Because he was playing songs. He goes, oh, he goes, yeah, I wrote come this. Come on in. Tell these ladies to come in. Come in. Let's see. Oh, oh they're going to come in. No, she got, the, she got the wave. Let's go. <laughs> she got the wave. Let's on. go. <laughs> are you still waving to Early bird special is about to I, wrap I, up. I feel bad because <laughs> people can't tell that you're listening to the podcast, but we have a, our studio has two big windows, which I need to get some screens for, I think. 
I like the. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of do too. But I, I wouldn't mind like sometimes pulling them down and. Sometimes you get kids breaking in trying to like you know. That was one time he was invited. That was a couple times actually. Yes, well, the, the two, well, well, both times I let the kids in, but yeah. the second time the kid Uncle kept going, Billy's got a candy bar for you, little boy. <laughs> one, one kid goes, hey, 30 minutes, that's it. Then you, then we got to switch. Bill's so, like, 30 minutes. The pastor, the pastor, wait, the pastor. Yeah, Terry Birchwell was the pastor, and yeah. uh, he was playing his guitar on a dock, and this guy goes, mind if I join you? And he were playing some songs. Here's some songs I wrote. And he was playing songs like Margaritaville, whatnot. He goes, come here's, on, here, Here's some songs I wrote. What? Oh, and we were, we were all kind of like I didn't think anything up. My father like gave the same reaction yeah. that you just yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "I'm a pastor. Why would I make this up? Because nobody can fact check it. Asswipe." <laughs> yeah, and I played golf with Tiger Woods on Sunday. That's all right. You know what? Maybe you did that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's there's been... no skit off anyways. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll take a moment. Uh, speaking of living a long time, he was an intense dude, by the way. As far as his business goes. Jimmy? Jimmy Buffett. Oh, oh yeah. shit, man. The he guy was, was a workaholic. Jimmy Buffett he, was the he, first he guy. He was the opposite of what he was portraying. Yeah. Usually those people are. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did a whole thing. Like, there's a, a podcast you can check out with Greg Connors, and it's about kind of the keys to success. And yeah. that that's it. But he uh, he was the first one to have his own channel, I think, on Sirius Satellite. He went there to them in 97 or 98, and that's when the channel launched. And I think after that, you've got No Shoes Radio, Tom Petty Radio. Yeah. But I think they all came after Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Yeah, came first. that was the first. And did Howard come after that? Yeah, because Sirius was still just kind of fledgling a little bit. And XM, they were separate. They weren't yes, together. They were. And Howard decided to pick Sirius because he goes, every station I've been on has always been a crapper. Yeah. He goes, so why not make this one too? That was his joke. But I think they offered him a better deal than what XM offered, obviously. Well, and then they joined. Then they merged. Yeah, Sirius XM. And then it's... Uh, but Jimmy, I think, was the first one. And then, you know, look, he kind of gave birth to these other guys who sing similar music, whether it be, uh, what's his name, with No Shoes Radio. Oh, yeah, uh, Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney, who's fun. And I was listening, I go, I just, I'm not sure I like Kenny's voice overall. No. Or I like Jimmy's. But, I mean, the guy's yeah. got great songs and does a it's great what, it's job. It's what Buffett does, but the country, more country style. Yes, it is. Yeah. And he's got his whole, whole theme. And, and, man, I know people who love it. I know yeah. people who are, are Hanging no out shoes. with Peyton Manning <laughs> on the beach. By the way, have you seen the, yes, the I have. Oh, God damn, is the auditions? Great? The auditions for to be part of the Manning cast. And it's the funniest so part is that good. Brady, who's actually with Fox, yeah. did it. And yeah. they, they just let that's the NFL. Who cares? Yeah. You well, know? it just helps promote. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's all it is. But here's my point. Like that. Rising tide floats, floats all boats. boats. Right. Well, yeah. same thing with Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. He didn't cock block any from anybody from kind of jumping into that same mm -hmm. genre. Yeah. Whether it be what's his name? Uh, who has a Tequila or rum? I think he's got a rum. Kenny Chesney could play stadiums. Mm -hmm. And Kenny Chesney, I've seen, even when he could play stadiums, at Finger Lakes, at, at C-Mac. Yeah. And I think he has a rum with Constellation Brands. And some people say he may have a house in Canandaigua Lake. I've never Some people say you'll see him in Canandaigua Lake, <laughs> I but I know. <laughs> Bill Moran says it's full of crap. Uh, Jimmy Buffett did at 76. Gary Wright. Wright was 80? 80. Yes, I got 80. 80. Yeah. Uh, and then 56 for Harwell, right? Is that his and, name? Yep, and 99 yeah. for Bob. And 99 for Bob. And Almost big, the big joke. Close oh. to a dollar without going <laughs> oh, over. Yeah, I saw that everywhere. Yeah. He played it right to the end. But there's a uh, docu-series that I watched on Netflix. Okay. And it's about living to 100. 
and I had I, it, it it enraged me. My brother told me about this. He goes, "You got to watch this." I was enraged. Okay, enraged, not not at the series, but at what it's going to do. And I will explain why, and we'll see if you agree with okay. me or not. But uh, we will get to that next. Remember when we interviewed Bob Barker? We got to interview Bob Barker, and we couldn't do it on the air. What? Yeah, you and yeah, you and Tommy interviewed Bob Barker, and we had on. And he goes, "Yeah, I had an opportunity to become a porn star, but I turned it down. And I'm glad I did." And yeah, he told us that. Oh, you don't remember this? I don't. Oh yeah, we we, we just Jesus. turned it into a podcast. We 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 couldn't do it on the air because he couldn't go until eleven o'clock. But we wanted the audio, so we did waited. We play it back on the radio? No, we didn't. Why? I don't know. You were like, no, just you promoted it the podcast on the air, but we didn't play it back. And then you were, you were swearing on the podcast, too. That might have been part of it. Because, yeah, we're, we're not on the air, so we can swear. So, Bob, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody wrote me about the swearing. Okay. Uh, very Recently? Since, yeah, today. Okay. Just, just before we started. I've been getting a lot of messages today from, from listeners. I got one from a woman who's in Amsterdam, and she just listened to a podcast that we did while she was on the tram into Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and she loved it. Uh, somebody else uh, wrote me one about the one we did with Greg Connors. I put that up on my story yesterday, which is really, really sweet. And then today, a guy writes me and says, hey, uh, he goes, I love your podcast. I was always a fan of you on the radio, but I feel like you're a teenager who who just discovered a new language, basically. I, I, you know what? I think I, I might still have it pulled up. Dear Bill. Just since you're... you're uh, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. <laughs> For being a Christian, Dan, you sure swear a lot. You know what's funny? I, I try oh, to watch my mouth. He goes, uh, he said, here's what he said. I always said one... Oh, well, I don't want to go into that part. Uh, I always thought you were better than we. Well... There might, not, that's not what he said. All right, fine. <laughs> Yo, all right, here we go. I always said once Weeze finally signs off the airwaves, Billy's going to take Rochester like a storm. That's what he said. I still believe that. I love your podcast and respect the leap of faith you took. But here's the thing. Your newfound freedom to say what you want may be hurting you. The podcast is good, no doubt. But you're like a teenager who realized he can swear around his parents. I can't listen to your show in public areas, uh, workplace slash workplace because of the excess swearing. I'm not taking the time to message you to break your balls. I'm just saying the public's mindset has changed. Swearing isn't the quote unquote cool thing anymore. That's not. It's the polar opposite. I see it all over the place. Listen, obviously you do what you're going to do, but just some food for thought. Thanks, Billy. Have a great weekend. And and I wrote back just, and I don't know when he sent this. He could have sent this a while ago. I was just getting the messages. So I said, just reading this. P.S. Play Misty for me. And I appreciate it. Thank you sincerely. (laughs) And he wrote back, you're welcome. Again, not trying to be a dick. Uh, or, no. Oh, he swore. <laughs> no, that's not a swear. Yeah, no, well, yeah that's on the borderline, Billy. That's not a swear. That's on the border. That's or, like Macedon. It's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, fine, just, but it's not yeah, quite all yeah. of it. <laughs> No, it's Webster. That's right on the border. Ontario. Damn dick and hell are right on that border. Yeah, so really. he said, I'm not trying to be a dick or pretend I'm a genius critic. I'm just passing along what I see, quote unquote, out there. Uh, and that was it. But I thought it was very sweet. Because it wasn't, I, I really yeah. took it for how he meant it. And I like to think that I will agree that there were times, especially in the beginning, or when I would be drinking a little bit more during the podcast, and, I, was still, and I would get a little <laughs> angry. And there were there was a few that I, I, was, I went overboard. And I think Kevin even kind of tipped me. He's like, hey, man, just, I remember you politely I, sent me a thing going, oh, there's an awful lot of swearing today. I think the first couple of shows yeah. you were well, very cognizant of it and you didn't swear that much. Well, that's what inspired. And then like two, three weeks in, you got a little comfortable. You got your underpants, just the table doing the yeah. podcast. Yeah, you're yeah. like, 
God damn, let's go. Well, yeah. that's that's what inspired the liner that we played at the beginning of the show with the added ability to swear, swear yeah. a lot. And Kevin, yeah. you wrote that. I mean, that's kind of what birthed that. It is, but then on the other hand, and I don't like swearing. No, you don't. I don't. I try to like hold back. But there's a couple issues that get me going. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to say that there won't be no swearing out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do think in certain cases, it's just sort it's of warranted. A, a punctuation. Yeah, You know, I always had this problem because the FCC, if you were talking to somebody, I remember this happening on the radio. Uh, we had a hit delay because somebody it was part of the Wii show when cell phones were first out and they called in for something and all of a sudden you're, I go, shit, right? And they go, mm-hmm. weeds go, you are right, bro. And, but the shit, you couldn't. Now, in that moment, was it done to be gratuitous? No. No. Was it done to to like take advantage of any no it was how people speak and that was the problem i always had and i would also go so far as to say as long as your audience is not offended right you're speaking to a, a certain audience they're not offended much like the time you and i got suspended because i said fuck in the belt the stuff the, and the delay didn't, didn't work. work but i i felt no one complained no one from our audience we found that out there was not one person that called up to complain it was the program director well, I know. But you watch every single football game. They go live to the field after the game. And you, especially Super Bowl, after yeah. the Super Bowl, there are so many MFs and yeah. Fs and well, it, because all that. It, but oh, even, you hear them in press conferences. But even there, though, it's it's in a celebration, <laughs> celebratory mode, yeah. right? I mean, these are guys who've just won the biggest game that they yeah. can win, and they're excited about that. So, okay, I, so if we swear with excitement, it's cool, then? Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I know what this guy's saying. I do, but I also would say that, yeah, maybe we cut back the gratuitous Should stuff. Should we get a swear word jar and give the money to Chairman? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. All right. We'll, bad word jar. We'll, we'll take a moment. The billified Bob, bad word jar. Bob, Mark, Bob Marker. Bob Barker almost made it to what they call a blue zone. I'll explain all that when we come back. But first, you know what Forbes Magazine says about Iron Smoke Distillery? One of the 10 best whiskeys outside of Kentucky. That's right. And you get to try it right here in our own backyard. You can schedule a tour by emailing Scully on their website, ironsmokedistillery.com. You can go over there and get a flight of whiskeys to taste. Or you can go and just hang. Get some craft cocktails made with those Iron Smoke spirits. Sit back and relax tonight with Beautifully Pink, a tribute to the female rock icon Pink, playing all her hits over there in Iron Smoke. Then tomorrow night, catch Ethos playing the Sunset Acoustic Sessions from 5 to 8. And then con artists take the main stage at 8.30 playing your favorite rock alternative hits. And then on Saturday night, come in for the Acoustic Sunset Sessions beginning at 3.30 with Samantha Reese. She is fantastic. You're just sitting back on a nice afternoon with a craft cocktail made with iron smoke spirits is great. And then at 8.30, it's everybody's favorite junkyard field trip. Always a great time. Unleash your taste for greatness at Iron Smoke Distillery. Right here in Fairport, New York, baby. Victor Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Route 96 in Victor. Comedy at the Carlson. I will tell you that if you want to live longer, you need to laugh. And where can you get laughter? You can get it at Comedy at the Carlson. Tom Green is back for an exclusive four-show engagement. It'll be this Friday night, September 8th, for two shows, 7 and 9. And again, Saturday night, September 9th. Tom Green, who's always a lot of fun, and I forgot, was briefly married to Drew Barrymore. And, of course, had that cult film, Freddy Got Fingered, that he directed and co-wrote. Tom Green, this Friday and Saturday at Comedy at the Carlson. Ticket information at carlsoncomedy.com. Leave Billified a voicemail anytime on the Victor Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram line at 585-206-8866. Bill, got a couple questions. 
unfiltered and average. I can't get. I can't find that podcast anywhere. I mean, I'm looking. I'm I'm, I'm spelling it all different ways, like the one word with an "an" or with a asterisk. Any chance you can send me a uh, a link to it? I really, really want to listen to it. And two, when are you going to have Tommy Moulet on? Can you send me a text? Let me know about both. I'd appreciate it. I'm a loyal listener. Thank you. And be sure to like and subscribe to Billified wherever you get your podcasts. We've both had drinks recently with Tommy. Uh, yeah, I'll follow up with the... Uh, I will answer both those questions, and I uh, and you can call any time, 585-206-8866. But the, uh, I'll also follow up with a text to that guy because I, I, I will do that. But the, uh, the first one, unfiltered and average. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. You're not going to find it on Apple Podcasts. And I don't know if Apple does, doesn't approve you to have so many episodes because I can't tell you from what I read the number of people that, first of all, the number of podcasts is enormous, right? Mm-hmm. But then the number of people that start a podcast and after three, four, five episodes are just done. They, there is no more. And I think that Apple is looking to be a curator of podcasts that are going to be consistently there. So I don't think Apple approved vilified until we had done like a month's worth of shows and that was or maybe 10 shows or whatever it was like two weeks for yeah i think it was two weeks so that so then that would have been 10 shows for us to kind of prove that it, that it would go uh neither one of the new podcasts that we launched games or unfiltered and average are there but you can find it on spotify unfiltered and average still not approved on some other places games is so i i can't figure out what it is it still says pending i'm i'm trying to to work some of that stuff but you can find that and you can certainly find it on spreaker if you go to spreaker.com and search Amazon for sure too because that's right and amazon so amazon spotify spreaker would be the places that you can hear unfiltered and average and i was going back and forth with the ladies today i mean they got a lot going on you're you know you're talking about two women that are single moms uh, juggling work and schools, and and Katie has some really little kids, uh, two two of which are twins. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So you got, I mean, two like five year old girls and a seven-year-old son right you have to like play that, zone you go right. from man to man to a well, zone you have like just, I've gone, a number of children it, it's a lot and she and her husband are divorced so she's got them every other weekend but when you got them you got them they're yours all right and so it's it's i think there's a lot so we're trying to find some time to get them back in and uh do yet another episode but there is a fresh one up for them uh as for tommy Mule, uh i will tell you that um how do i say this without I think that everything that happens in our lives is our own fault. 
I will, it was funny because somebody listened to, and I would recommend anybody. I, I, I think Kevin really liked the podcast with uh, the soccer player, Jeff Park. I did. But I think that uh, somebody else wrote me going, hey, is this one with Arnie Rothschild? Is up going to be just like the soccer player who took no blame for anything? It was everybody else. This guy was the first one busted for PEDs in MLS. And it was over um, an, an after-workout drink that was not approved by the FDA. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know. But I know it's somebody's fault. So he sent it to... Uh, a lab in Chicago and they came back and said, Hey man, we broke this down and the molecular structure of one of the compounds in this is, is identical to a steroid. We're not saying it is, it's just that it would identify mm-hmm. as a steroid. And so he wound up being the first one and he thought his, his career was over. He thought that was it. Uh, it wasn't, it was, uh, I think a 10 game suspension and a significant fine. But other than that, mm-hmm. so, right. Um, but Tommy Mule. So as I say, everything's your own fault. Um, we're here. I don't know. I don't know why exactly other than there was, I did have a contact dispute that I'm not in in radio. I think that, um, I like to think I don't burn bridges, but I also have a big mouth and I say things. And I think that I certainly did burn a bridge with the company that Tommy Mule works for. And I don't think that people who sign his checks want him on this podcast I, mean, I know that they don't want him on this podcast he is one of the most requested mystery guests yes i'm top I'm, two I'm, or three i'm sure and i just was with tommy so it's not as though tommy and i aren't friends or friendly i was in yeah his we were ba- both with him. yeah i was in his backyard having uh cocktails with him one night before we did the podcast so it's it's not it's certainly not out of uh, a want i would just never want to put someone in a position where they would be in trouble with their bosses or, or right. frowned upon. There are other people that were have, there have been people that have been told to their face, do not go on his podcast. Do not go on his podcast. Um, I don't, you know, <laughs> I guess I, I have, uh, I think we saw that guy at Fairport music festival. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, I think that sometimes yeah, Greg still comes. Well, <laughs> the, the funny, the funny part to me is like, you know, when you're beholden to other people, you've got to kind of play by their rules and that's okay. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. and, I, and I, I will respect that. Can't fight every battle, but I will also tell you that, and this is a bad side of me. And I think that I have to be somewhat careful, but I think that there is very few people that I trust and no one in my life that I fully trust. No one. No one. And that's not a great way to be. Um, what? Why are you, are you looking, looking at me? What the hell? No, I no, no, no. It's like, no one I fully trust. I'm like, I guess we're out. No, no, no. I, I don't mean <laughs> We're like, out of the circle. I don't mean yeah, it like yeah. that, but I'm just the saying. The pinhole like, of trust. Right, well, no, <laughs> the mole of trust. <laughs> let me, let me, let that me, was what I was at Jimmy Buffett. That's what killed him. No, that's the one on his back. Let me let me explain what I'm trying to say. Here. The Merkel of trust. I think like if I tell you ever you ever have somebody you tell somebody something and they go you can't tell anybody. Well, you know that they're probably going to tell their significant other or anybody. So I don't know that I fully would trust anybody. Of course, no. But I there's that. very few people that I actually trust with some real information. I was talking to someone today and I said there's only one other person, and this is the truth, that I am very honest with about what I'm telling you, and. It has nothing to do with anything. There's no consequence to it whatsoever, but it's just my thing. And I, I, no, I don't want to go into further yeah. details on that. You know but, I mean, so, you are, so you are you are dying? No, not, not that I know of. 
Uh, so they, um, well, yeah, I guess we all are, right? Uh, so this is the, this is, this will lead me right into the thing that really pissed me off when I watched that blue zone thing. Uh, but I would, I would just say that those people, there's a, there, everybody's got a little bit of bullshit. So it's a little bit of bullshit to control who can and cannot come on the podcast. Do I care at the end of the day? No. No. Have I ever cared? No. Probably not. Did you guys, did anything ever stop me from doing whatever I really wanted to do? No. We are sitting here in a studio less than a year into a podcast. Okay. A daily podcast. A daily podcast. With multiple and podcasts. With, with multiple podcasts coming. So I, And we've had free reign from you to whoever we've wanted to bring in. You've had no problem with it. Yeah. He brought in Bischoff. I've brought in mystery yeah. guests. You've had yeah. no problem with anybody. No. I tried and to bring in Jesus, though. No. That gets shut down. I, so I've been, so I w it was Jesus, and he was a painter, and I said no. <laughs> Is you sure? <laughs> so, so I said, uh, listen, you know, I, so for, for that aspect uh, of what I'm saying is there's a little bit of bullshit in it because it's not going to hurt anybody. Matter of fact, it's going to help. It would help. It Actually, would help. Yeah. It would probably help. I know more than I should, and I don't, and I'm not trying to be passive aggressive or say anything, although it probably will be taken that way by somebody, but I think it would help you know, a rising tide floats all boats. Like we said earlier, Jimmy Buffett didn't step on anybody's dick when they were coming into the to the uh, island-style music, right? He didn't stop anybody. Yeah. Whether it be Kenny Chesney He didn't stop anybody or, from, like, going to his alcohol business. No. no. He was, I mean, he, uh, the bar business, all the stuff he did, he kind of encouraged it because, you know, uh, yeah. you know. So I'm not saying that. Look, there was, people, people have to operate to protect them. When you're always operating in a protective mode and out of fear, that's not a great, it's not a great way to be. And that's okay. But so that's a long way of saying Tommy Mulay will not be on this podcast until he leaves radio. Mm -hmm. That's it. I can, would love to have him. Can I just that. say one thing? Sure. Uh, I, unless there's something I don't know, I find it hard to believe that you burned a bridge with that company. I find that really hard to believe that you burned a bridge. With, I think with with Entercom. I, I don't believe that. Well, I, 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 now I believe that they think that, yeah. but I don't think you did anything to burn that bridge. The upside is Entercom doesn't exist anymore. So you're well, good. no. But well, that's why they keep changing the neighborhood because <laughs> yeah. the stock price is like in the shitter. Part yeah. of my language. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have to keep rebranding every seven right, years. Well, I, I don't know. All I know is that I did say being a, honest. I said a lot of things. I said a lot of nasty things about the general manager and stuff. But I said it when I was there. True. I said it to her face. <laughs> I got in fights right. with her. Uh, I was told by another manager that she was going to go in and chew me up, and she didn't. Yeah, of course she was. Well, she, she, she just, you know, look, I... That's the best thing I've heard all day. Sorry. JT told me that she, she and I got into an argument over something, and... Uh, she was saying something, and I went in there, and, and this is when I said to her, and I, I mean, I remember this. This was a nice, look, she's a nice lady, and she's one who, um, I'm not sure what she does. I don't know what it, <laughs> well, no, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They said the same thing about the guy well, around I the think office. Everybody who everybody who has a boss goes, what the fuck do they really do? Yeah, yeah they sit there with the door closed. They take a three-hour lunch. Uh, there's probably a lot that they're doing. They'll I mean, walk down the stairs being, with the phone in their hands. Being a general manager with over in charge of a lot of stations, and especially the revenue side, which is so important to these businesses, it is a big deal. So I, I'm not knocking that. No. But she went in and said something about, were you aware? And I looked at her and I go, do you think there's anything that happens with that show that I'm not aware of? And I looked her dead in the face. And this is a very cocky asshole thing for me to say. It's the greatest line ever. I go, but I am the CEO, CEO of, of the break room. room and nothing goes on that I'm not aware of. 
as you should be the CEO of this company, but a lot goes on you're not aware of. Oh! And that shut her right down. And she was, she was according to another manager, had was ready to go guns blazing. Like, told me to go in and wait for her in her office. So I did. And she went and chatted with somebody else and thought she was sweating me out. I don't sweat. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to tell you exactly how I see Tom's it. Tom's a mean. I'm going to. Tom's a mean. I stink. I, I, I Four will, hours almost. Done. No, but my thing is, I'm all she was I'm, waiting out. The Tom's a mean. Well, I'm putting your quarter in the pit. <laughs> Why we have it on standby? All I can tell you is that I, I'm not. I'm not looking to fight. I'm looking to protect and build and protect the people that are with me. You right? always did. I will protect the people that are with me. If you're with me, I don't give a shit. We may battle inside, right. but when it comes to the outside, I will fucking go to the mat for you because you, you're you part of my team. Mm-hmm. And I am i don't know. I've always wanted this. I wanted to own, and I want to build, and I want to do more projects. And that's and, then, and they are coming, and they're going to. But as Does a boss. a drive-by? This guy's been driving real slow past the windows back and forth. He's been waiting for the Chinese restaurant. He looks a little high. Don't worry about it. I feel like it might be a uh, drive-by. You got my number 32 ready? Yeah, you're doing a drive-by <laughs> in a, in a, a what, what is that? It's a hybrid. <laughs> hey, even they want to reduce their carbon emission. Come on. You guys cooking? <laughs> What's he hitting you with an airsoft gun? It's like, Jesus Christ. So... Inconspicuous. I always think like a boss's job is to notice and notice what the people who want to be with you want to be doing. And I knew you didn't want to always be producing, but I I knew at that moment there wasn't a lot I could do. Right. But if we if we were able to expand and we were able to do your thing, and even now I say to you, let's go do your own thing. If you want to do it, let's make it happen. I'll do anything I can to support you. I will do honestly in any way that I can, and I will not. I'm not controlling content. I'm not doing. I will do everything I can to support and try to make it available to as many people as possible. I don't care if you did it in here and said I don't want to put it on your network. I want to do it on my. Fine. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But when it but when it's outside people telling you like we wanted to do a comedy show and they said and we did one and we made money and then they come to us and go. Well, you can't do that anymore. We want to do it. And by the way, we want to make sure it works. So do it for free. And I go. Ah. Fuck that. Not happening. And I didn't care because I go, fine, it's less work for me. And I and and the whole thing is like everybody expects you in some way to kowtow because especially in this business, most people who go sit behind a microphone have some kind of problem in their life. They just do. Uh probably not you guys necessarily. Well maybe oh, I you. did. You yeah. <laughs> But I'm saying that there's some yeah, kind of problem free over here. <laughs> some kind, well, I don't I don't know, but I'm I don't I don't mean it that way. But I always say there's some kind of like usually it's a sense of fragile ego, right? So when oh, yeah. when they come at you, a lot of times those people will fold. People will fold. And I certainly saw that and even felt that a little bit myself. And then as I once again in my adulthood and in my teenage years, I realized that most people, if not all people, are a little bit, if not majority, full of fucking shit. There's my swear. Yep. And I just went Your fine. Second, second charge time. I'm, I am not going to look. I'm not asking you to pay me. You're telling me I can't do a show. You're telling me that I can't go out and market what will benefit you through my efforts, through something that is unique enough that no one else in this building can do. You want to squash that. Instead of seeing the revenue possibility and building a shared thing. If I'm the GM and I go, fine, guys, what do you want and how do we share the cost of this? Not how do I stifle it. When you see people that are hungry and want to work for you, 
Let's let them run through fucking walls. But at the same time, if you've got somebody who wants to be at their kid's soccer game at 3 o'clock every, every you know, Tuesday and Thursday, and they're okay leaving, and you're, let them leave. Make, make them happy. You make people happy, they're going to run through walls for you. They'll understand that person's probably making 70 grand a year, but the other guy's making 200. Fine. But it's all a choice. It's all a trade-off. Or in some cases, Is this the one that couldn't sell men? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was always the thing. Well, and it, and it, in and it <laughs> but it always drove me nuts. And I and I I even defended Danny once. I mean, oh yeah, jeez. Oh, you yeah. went to the mat. You went to the Miranda well, went to the I, mat I, for I, me. I can't what, say did, I went to the Doug Phelps School of Wrestling. I, I, right I, I can't <laughs> say I went to the mat for you. Oh. I, I, well, that's, I'm hurt. I, that seems like an over-exaggeration. <laughs> I was, punch I was so the mad at them because they said, Danny, we don't know what we're going to do with Danny. And I'm like, you can't. You, they had no explanation. You change an, a, an aspect on a show of, of a group of people. And really, like, uh, the guy brought up Tommy. Like, Tommy doesn't care who's in the studio with you. No. He, he, he didn't care. Uh, and I think I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he did. He liked you. But if you left, I don't know that Tommy would necessarily lose sleep. If you left, I got to get used to a whole new person because I used to send you stuff. Oh, yeah. In and out points. And we had our own way of communicating. You and I were simpatico. We really had a system down. So, uh, to me, it was a disruption to the show. The fact that you would not see the value of what we've done. We took a show that was supposed to be in the shitter. They all thought, I'll tell you what. There is... (laughs) God damn it. I didn't sorry, expect Billy. to go this I'm See, sorry. You do this all the fucking time. I, I, no, I haven't done this since January. All right. I'm going to start <laughs> drinking. We're just, it's going to be like the barrier entry game. We're drinking. When I know. Swear. It's, it's I, all my fault. I will say that. Uh, ooh, she's got Chinese. I will say that. There's not a lot of options. Uh, <laughs> I will say that there is. Um, what was it? Uh, is it a barrier to entry? No. no, not a barrier to entry. But like. When Wee's left, I think the company that he went to expected us all to fail. And if we failed, then they could sweep up the pieces and put the show back together, which is not a bad strategy. Right. I can't fault them on that attempt. It's not personal. It's business. But what you didn't realize was I will not fucking lose ever. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I won't. It's kind of like when Hitler misestimated, underestimated what the United States could do yeah. during World War II. I'm not going to lose. I'm, I'm, I'm. Just compare Bill to Hitler? I, I yes. <laughs> no, I'm not comparing Bill to Hitler. I'm comparing <laughs> yes, he did. Clear he did. Channel to Hitler. No, because no, they, he, you, he brought the company that hired yes. Wheeze. So they. Apples they, to apples. I, I think, I really believe that because I sat with the woman that was making the, the hiring decision 
And she asked me, who's driving the bus? Was it Brother Weeze or was it Doreen or was there somebody else? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I think you have to talk to them together. But I go, but you realize that it's a whole show. And I think that that's what people don't understand about those types of shows. Not that Brother Weeze isn't an amazing talent. That's yes. not what I'm saying. But what made that show great was the chemistry and the camaraderie that was forged over years because it's not just putting people in a room with microphones. It's you and I have known each other since the late nineties. You and I worked together for a number of years in the, in the two thousands. Oh, wait, but you were at my house. You taught my son how to pitch. You listened. You were there when I got married, you gave a bunch of crunch. You and I had arguments and things. There was, there was forged stuff there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was the same thing with the Brother Weeze show. And Tommy and Weeze were, I mean, that was an amazing duo in radio. It Absolutely. just was. And so now you're going to take Weeze. He is the show. That unique way of, of, of talking that's a very smart thinking guy. You know, uh, a, certainly a, a life experience that nobody has ever had. And honesty about it that no one has ever shared. It's entertaining. But you, you're, all those elements together made it even more powerful. Now you take him and you put him with people he's never worked with, people he sort of knew but never worked with, and not one of those people lasted. Not one. Not one. Not one. He's gone through more people than he ever did in the first part of his career, and people who would even move on. I mean, Stephanie Miller, Sister Sleaze had moved on and up, but after that, there was none of that. It was just they were fired and they were done. They were fired they were done. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a lot more of that in the latter half when he left than there was before that. And that's what I'm saying is, so I think their, philosophy, their thinking was, hey, we're just going to sweep up the pieces because there's no way they can carry a show without Wheeze. And I went, I didn't think, well, fuck you guys. That's not what I thought. I thought, holy shit, I got two small kids one that has some special needs and needs some stuff, another one that needs special food. I got to make this work because I thought for sure, even as a producer, I was going to be gone because I had made more, What I, we've talked about this yeah. in the past, but I had made more money. So when this was coming, I was just determined that I was going to find a way to make this work. I had to. It was not to, it was not a fuck you to them. It wasn't. It was a simply, I, I, I got to make this work. Right. And it's been that every way. I did this. It wasn't like, fuck you guys. No, it was, I got to make this work. This you didn't have, have time to say after This you. is what I do, right. and I, this is what I'm going to work. So I, I did it then, and I knew I could do it again. Right? Once you do it once, you know you can do it again. Yeah. It's just that thing. So it, it wasn't that way, but I do think that was their, their thinking on that. And then when we did make it work, I don't know why you wouldn't come and go, God damn, guys, you have taken on one of the biggest names in the industry – and I will say that there's, just in the ratings, if you talk to anybody, every one of these people will tell you there's confusion because they, nobody wants to admit that something could work against him. They, no way. So there was a lot of there's confusion, there's confusion, there's confusion. Maybe, but it was consistent confusion for a while. And that's where it was like, why wouldn't you come and go, boy, I see what's happening here. I knew that you ha- I had to work hard. I sacrificed a lot and probably oh, yeah. hurt my family in the long run. But I was also, you know, that was the thing. But I, that was where I, I think I burned a bridge with, with Sue Munn in okay. particular, who was the general manager over the, there. The other thing, and, too. And is a lovely, is honestly a very sweet, lovely person. She and I had some moments that we, we got along pretty well. Uh, but I just think that the philosophy and the overall 
uh, my way or the highway is a bad way to run a business. It's a bad way because you're watching right now. I can show you places in this town that are failing because of that. Mm-hmm. Because of that. Open your mind, collaborate. Things will work out. That's it. Yeah. All right. I was going to add something, but that's Go ahead, add it. no, no, no. I, I, her boss too wasn't the easiest no. person, right. and I think he. And from what from what I've been told by people who I like and trust, that guy was he was all about. If you were successful, and we were, he didn't want you to know it because once you knew it, all of a sudden you could leverage that. That yeah. was his big thing. Right. He, oh, he's smart. Don't let him know. Yeah, like you know, because, like even the guy who who JT you mentioned, yeah. JT left because. The big guy wanted all the credit for it. And JT was the guy who turned around all the stations and made us all win. Absolutely. It wasn't the, the big boss. But the, if, I read a book at that time, and it was one of the things that, that Sumon, who was the general manager, and I sort of bonded over. It's called Good to Great. And it's about companies that went from good to great, and Walgreens being one of them. And then the CEO of Walgreens said he hired people that he thought were smarter than him and could be CEOs of their own company and was proud and, and, and you know, kind of championed them. And when they did something or they brought an idea to the table, let's champion it. Well, that's how you get people to A, be loyal, mm-hmm. and that's how you get people to stay with you because they feel valued. All people want is to feel valued. Some people don't want to be the boss because the boss has got a lot of headaches. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of fires. You're there's the head of, of the snake, bro. Not, right. So there's a dark side to that. But on the other side, to also make those people feel like they're valued and they're adding to the company and their ideas. And by the way, at the end, you get credit because it's like, hey... I hired you. Mm-hmm. I brought you here. That was my decision. And, I, you know, and I mean, I think there's a little bit of that. I'll tell you who was great at that. Brother Weeze. Weeze didn't want to do bits. He'll tell you. He wasn't a bit guy. He loved them, though. He loved them. And if you came up with a good one, he'd say it was you. He oh, wouldn't yeah. say the Brother Weeze show because he also knew that he would get the credit because he played it on his show. And it was his show. I remember one time Carlton, Carlson and McKenzie did a bit for you guys with yeah. another guy, making fun of another guy in town. Yeah. He goes, bro, helping out the team, bro. Yes. That's what he would do. But I mean, but that, and, and all I'm saying, I'll use that as an analogy for any boss. If you're a boss of any size company at all, and you see these, you want loyalty. You, you, I hear Cognon Donuts in Maine has a hard time hiring people. Granted, it's more of a, a, a grunt work type thing and probably dripping into a fry oil isn't always fun and getting up early. I can understand. But if you're in a company and you go, is it is it easier? I'll tell you what it's easier. It's easier to keep people than it is to find new people and train them and risk losing them. That's a that's a bigger deal. And we've we've had Greg Connors kind of sit here and say that. So my point to to anybody who's a boss is Pay attention to the people that are there. Pay attention to the ones that have been loyal to you. Find out what makes them tick. What is it? And how can they? How can you help them grow? And they're going to go to the mat for you. And you will survive anything. And you will be able to build a great company. But when you start stifling people, when you start making them feel less than, or you try to put a lid on people, or you want to play it close to the vest because nothing can be, that's when you fail. That is, and mm-hmm. it's been proven over and over in history, and I'm not, I'm not aiming this at any one person. I'm just saying that, that that seems to be a pattern. I like looking at patterns. That's a pattern that's real. It really is. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I did not like about that company, which is now Odyssey, was they put a lid on people. But I didn't care. I was just going to do what You're I was going to do. What you do. Gonna do. Yeah. I went and started Rock the Beach, and they got pissed off. Oh, yeah. You remember? And they, they, were, <laughs> they were pissed off about everything. The comedy I, shows, Rock the Beach. I wasn't going to stop because I wanted to I wanted to win, and I wanted to get big, and I didn't care. And it wasn't done out of spite for anybody. It just wasn't. It was seen as though I was that I had no respect 
for them. But I didn't because I knew that I, I, I this is something I believe, and I, I, I would say this to anybody, it's easier to af, ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. And you weren't going to get the permission to do this because they were going to give you 16 reasons as to why it wasn't going to work. And I didn't want to hear that because when you've got somebody like me on your staff that is a doer and gets shit done, let them get it done and help. For God's sake, it's not helping. Do you understand what I'm saying? We were on the news. Nobody else in that that building at the time was getting news coverage. You know what I I mean? I'm just saying like that's the kind of marketing that people used to die for in this business. And now they don't have it. So... Get what you pay for. Well, I mean, look. You reap what you sow. I, I, I don't, I'm not taking I, shots. It's I just, don't know that's why. The that's what it the business was, led yes, to. Yes, it is. But I don't know why that company would be that way. Because not all not all individual markets were that way. They were but, all kind of puppets. But it was though. all people who wanted to control and keep you uh, under their thumb. And I don't want to be under anybody's thumb. I don't. I, I never did, and I don't. And I, and I felt like when I was at iHeart, I wasn't. But even there, you, you are. When you work for somebody else, you are a little bit. And, and that's the way it they goes. Put a lot of faith, they, they put a lot of faith in you, though. Who? iHeart. When, when you were there. They, they really let, let you do what, you, what yeah. you do. Yeah. But, you know, I had other things I had to do, too. I know. You know that's all. Yeah. Stuff. All right. I still want to get to this Sorry. Blue Zone thing. Sorry, Billy. We'll get to that. And I know. It's my effing fault. Next, Cobblestone on Main. Have you been there? It's at 109 West Main Street in the village of Webster. The food is fantastic. One of the things I love about it, locally sourced menu items. So it's local, helping local, and it's some of the best food to ever pass your lips. You're going to absolutely love it. They have a high-end bar that you can hang at, hang with friends, hang with a date, or maybe you're looking for something a little more intimate. They have intimate dining. It's an 1800s cobblestone church that has been thoughtfully renovated that has been thoughtfully renovated and repurposed into a charming, one-of-a-kind dining experience. And I'm telling you, you will leave there more than satisfied. You're going to love the service, the food second to none, and the atmosphere even better. Cobblestone on Main. Find them online at cobblestoneonmain.com and in person at 109 West Main Street in the village of Webster. Circu and Circu are proud to be one of Western New York's most trusted divorce and family law firms. Myers reminds you that we are technically still in summer. RV shoppers, you got to take advantage of the endless summer savings at Myers RV Superstores. You're going to find great family camping options starting at under $5 a day. You can shop top RV brands like Grand Design, Winnebago, Keystone, Forest River, and Jayco. And just think of, like, even the football games. It would be so fun to go see, let's say, the Buffalo Bills on the road. A lot of these NFL stadiums have an RV section in their parking lot. You can go in there a day or two in advance and have everything that's yours, right? You don't have to worry about a hotel and not being exactly comfortable and not feeling like you're in your space because you will be in your Myers RV. You can even see the new Coachman Viking Saga 20-foot bunkhouse travel trailer for just $4.75 a day. And check out the new Keystone Arcadia Select Bunkhouse-style fifth wheel for just $3.45 a month. Myers RV has three convenient Rochester locations for you to check it all out. The newest one is in Webster, the original in Caledonia, and on Route 96, just east of the village of Victor in Farmington. And always open online at MyersRVs.com.
got to tell you something. Whoever is producing this for the Rolling Stones are fucking geniuses. Now, I don't know where, if this is a brand new song or something they had that they it just was like, didn't make the cut. Uh, it was, like it's from, from the vault or something? Well, uh, there was a derivative. Yeah, I mean, um, what's the uh, Ghost Town is a derivative. It's basically they had they had written it and scrapped it for something else and then dug it back out and reworked it for this. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But why they're geniuses is you watch the video. You can go on YouTube and you type in the Stones Angry. They have a new uh, album coming out, I think October 20th, and it's called Hackney Diamonds. And it was just announced. They did a half-hour interview that I think dropped today, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time today. They did the interview from London with Jimmy Fallon, who's a good friend w- with Mick. But they take it's it's a girl who could be their great granddaughter, uh, attractive, clearly riding in the back of a convertible, lip-syncing every word to this. But then they show the Stones on billboards throughout LA. But it's the Stones throughout the years. So it's a young Mick Jagger, ain't an 80-year-old Mick. It's a young Keith, an 80-year-old Keith, playing all the guitar riffs and stuff, and they matched it up perfect, like perfectly. They matched it up perfectly. It's phenomenal the way they did it, but you're not seeing old men. That's cool. Which I think is a great selling point. It's Very just sharp. Really, really, really well done. I would love to see the Stones live one time. Well, you may have that opportunity because I. the rumor is if they're still alive, they would go on tour next so it's just so tickets, weird to tickets, say. Tickets got to be like ridiculous. Oh, though. yeah. Don't worry. You're going to get like, Taylor Swift price. Get a mortgage. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like this song. Greg Connors is already like in line to get tickets. <laughs> Greg Connors doesn't wait in line. The line comes to Greg. That's man. true. You're right. He's been to every concert this year. Oh, God. Was where, he at Duran Duran the other night? I don't think he was. Where was I with Greg? We were walking into the Blue Cross Arena. Okay. And... We had a way to just kind of circumvent the line, and people started yelling at me. You asshole! They recognized me and Greg. And I was like, <laughs> I was going to send Matt from Victor Chrysler Dodge Jeep over to see Greg, but I don't think Greg was there. So you want to live? Every I, here's the thing: nobody really wants to get old. You don't want to lose your your body or your mind or anything, but you don't want to die. Right. You'd like to keep going through time. Yeah. So if people say, "I wish I could stop time," I don't think you want to stop time. You want to keep experiencing things. But you want to kind of stay, if you could freeze yourself. And there's a guy who was doing all that, what, plasma of a 17-year-old he was having injected into himself, and then he did it with his son and all that stuff. Now, there is a docu-series on Netflix called uh, Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zones. And the Blue Zones were, some guy was doing a study, and he was noticing in different parts of the world there are more people who live to be over 100 than in other parts of the world. And he started putting blue dots on the map as to where that would happen. And then he saw that there was like a cluster, so they called it the blue cluster, and then it became known as the blue zone. And I forget the gentleman that, that's doing this. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting docuseries, but I was getting infuriated as I watched this with my mother. Okay. Really, really, really pissed off. Because you know all of this already. There isn't one thing that you are going to see in this that, and it was making me mad because I go, people are going to watch this and they're going to completely miss. And if somebody comes out with a blue zone diet, I'm going to fucking lose my shit because it's bullshit. It, I go, I, I kept saying to my mom, this is all bullshit. And she's like, no, it's not. I go, yes, it is. This is every, and forgive me because this may be anybody in this room. I don't know. But it's every asshole that buys the placket target that says, live, love, laugh. 
<laughs> hang it in their kitchen. No, it's, it's live, laugh, love. Whatever. Yeah. It's not me, but there's someone I've, in my house that buys yeah, that. Okay. I've, dated, I've, dated, I've dated several women with this it plaque. It drives me insane. And I'm not saying, look, we're going to get one for the studio here. Hang on a second. <laughs> you know what? We should. We actually should. But, Live, laugh, get fired. But no, but, but no, 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 no. But here's my reason why it makes what? me angry. Here's why it makes me angry. You know this, but it just becomes words. So now we have this docuseries. And what you're seeing is it's showing you people in Okinawa, in Sardinia, in uh, South America. I, I think even here in, in this uh, seventh, no, Seventh-day Adventist in uh, Los Olmos or something. Okay. Somewhere in California. Forgive me for not Acid. knowing the, the town. <laughs> but it's everything you know. You inherently have a guidance system. You can call it God if you want to. I don't know that there's a heaven, but I believe there's stuff inside you that we're all of one and from the spirit, and you know the answer to these things. You know not to be in excess. You know not to do that. But so you don't need these reminders because what pisses me off is live, love, laugh is important. It is. Live. Just be. Love. Love as hard as you can with people. And laugh, it's the greatest medicine. I have said that in this podcast. I say it in the ads for the comedy club. But and I believe that. But they're to me, they're not just words. But to other people, I feel like they just become words because we get caught up in the bullshit of life. And all, you're running around. And I get it. You've got little kids, you're you're running here and there. You got nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> I got a wife. I you're, got my job. You know, she, to us. She's got a little kid. I got this. Uh, yeah, she's that, got you. That's true. No, I'm teasing. But like your your wife. You get it's caught just up. Live love and laugh at Dan. But you guys both have have jobs and you're dealing with family pressures and all that stuff. And I understand where that, that can be. But my point with this whole thing is and, and my mom kind of proved my point and I didn't I didn't I shouldn't be pointing this out, but at one point they're saying in Sardinia, they have tea, they drink tea, and they have honey. And so all of a sudden I look over to the right, and there's my mother. She had gotten up and got herself a cup of tea and, and honey to watch this because she's now going to live to 100. And, I, and here was the thing that was driving me crazy is there wouldn't be so many fucking diets if we were consistent. Everybody wants to be Tom Brady, but nobody wants to live like Tom Brady. Right. Nobody wants to live like Tom Brady. You want to you wanna play the toughest sport in the world till you're 45 years old? Well, here's the blueprint on how to do that. But do you want to eat that way? Do you not want to have fun? Everybody, wants, everybody wanted to be Tiger Woods <laughs> and spend all that time golfing and, and then hitting other holes, I'm sure. However, <laughs> no, but he went to a U2 concert, and he didn't know any of their songs, so he asked to see a I love that Sunday, bloody set, Sunday song. Set list when he was backstage. <laughs> Because it's boring. Because real life is boring. And what these people in Sardinia were doing is just living. And what we all do is we try too hard. You're trying too hard. You're trying to eat right. You're trying to do this. You join a gym and you never go. You join a, uh, an online exercise thing and you don't go. You buy a Peloton and you stop using it. And the next thing you know, it becomes a, a, a place to dry your wet clothes. And it happens. Look, I understand I understand. But what was infuriating me is the people in Sardinia, the people in Okinawa, they were just living. They were just getting up. Sardinia, you know why? It's an island. They didn't bring anything to that island for many, 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 many years. So they had to be self-sustaining. They had steep hills. They walked. They went up. They got their water. They all garden their own food. So they're eating more raw, real food. But the gardening is exercise. They're not out running marathons. They're not out pounding the pavement. They're not doing CrossFit that you're going to do for three months. And then all of a sudden you blow out a knee and you can't do it anymore. And so now you're fat and on the couch and watching. They're not binge watching. They're out actually living because they 
that's what they do. They're not glued to their fucking phone. You want to live to be 100? Stop eating McDonald's. Get off your fat fucking ass. Stop binge watching something and take a goddamn walk. That's all you need to know. I but, was going to live to 100 until you said stop eating McDonald's. Yeah. I, I, I but, don't do but, shit. But, but I walk to the gym. The, I don't the, go to the Peloton. But, but the I, walk part might help. But I, I, fault, I, I fault nobody. I fault nobody. To the because, look, that food is delicious. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. It's amazingly delicious. It Kentucky really Fried Chicken. It, it, is. Really is. it really Taco is. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Oh. oh, God, it's so good. Remember when they put the Taco Bell, the KFC, and the Pizza Hut together? Yeah, the Yum brand. You could get it all yes. at once. Yes. So I'm just saying, like... I get it, and it's convenient, and you've worked all day, and your kids are hungry, and you got to go home, and, and the house is a mess, and you don't have time, and you got to do that. I get it, but what I'm saying is then all of a sudden we watch the Blue Zone thing, and now somebody, you know, it's like huh. going out and buying a new pair of, I'm going to get these running sneakers, yep. and I'm going to do all this stuff. And, and I'm going to drink my electrolyte drink. And, and then we don't do anything and because it's short-lived, and then we wonder why it doesn't work. Well, the reason it worked that people in Sardinia were living to 100 is because they did it every day. And it was a word that we use a lot, lifestyle. But lifestyle, to me, has become an ugly word. You got to make it part of your lifestyle. Who wants to do that? That sounds like it sucks. Mm -hmm. But you already know. So live, laugh, love. And all these people, they were getting together with family. They did have, you know, elders around. Uh, they were considered wiser yes do we need to treat people who are older we don't need to discard them as uh, yes could we all live to be 100 they're not seeing as much dementia yeah because our food our food isn't that great you can you can go do all this it's a little more boring so if you want to go out and drink and smoke and diet i don't know somewhere between 50 and 80 okay you had a great ride. Turn your body, turn your human suit in, tattered and beat up and, mm -hmm. and chewed up from the inside out. That's fine. But if you want to live to be 100, we already know how to do it. Yeah. We do. The answers are right there. Get out, take a walk, and don't stress about things. But we stress in this country. When we laugh at the rest of the world because they take naps in the afternoon or they don't work as much as Americans, they live longer because... They actually get what's important in life. And what's important in life are relationships and all that. And I will tell you, and I have said this to people before, and I, I don't know if I, I think I used to say it a little bit on the break room, but I think one of the greatest things anybody, anybody can ever give you is their time. That's it. And if somebody is willing to spend time with you, just to hang out with you, just to talk to you, just to listen to you or converse with you, you need to really, truly appreciate that. And that, will make you live a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it. And But that is a real gift that you're giving somebody because you only got so much time on the planet. How much? I don't know. Spend it with the people you love. Spend it with the people that make you laugh. Spend it with the people that are going to... You, you get a an energy out of and a charge out of be that person be that person don't be the curmudgeon asshole who's pissed off over whatever all the time and fighting on facebook and blah blah blah, blah, blah. how could you possibly think this way? don't be that person be this other person we know it but don't let it just be a plaque on a fucking wall you put that plaque on the wall you better live that way so did they did they mention like togetherness in this i mean you're kind of alluding to that but like a lot of like these people are always together they're always talking right well, or was, there was, was family and stuff, and then in, in Okinawa, they had another group where the older people pool their money together, and somebody had fallen and ended up in the hospital, and they took it from this group, and, and I forget the word they used, this fund. But, so this guy with the Blue Zones, like, but the seventh day of Venice, they shut it down on a Saturday. You do need rest. You do need to turn your mind off. That's why I have said, please learn to meditate. 
That's all you got to do. Just stop the thought. Concentrate on a humming light, a fan, an air conditioner, or your breath. But do that for 15 minutes every day. Do it at the start of your day. I guarantee you just give your mind a rest, a complete rest. Yes, you shut it, shut it down when you sleep, but you really want some deep rest for your body, that's a great way to get it. But the Seventh-day Adventists do that. They don't worry about things because they really believe. But I, I, Danny, I haven't met the person who, and it's a saying, who uh, let go and let God. It, it's nearly impossible. Think positively. Because our minds have been wired for so long Sure, take care of it. Right. But here's the thing. Like, and I would say this, and I was talking to my mom a lot about this, and I was really fired up. And my, my only fired up thing about this was we already know the answers to this, but I... I'm going to be pissed if I see blue zone diets. I swear to God, I'm going to go fucking insane because it feels like someone's capitalizing on something that's going to be a fad and short-lived. And the people that are living to 100, it's not a fad. They do it every day. They've been doing it. Every day. It's just part of their lifestyle. They start living like 70. It's what they do. My grandmother lived to 96. My grandmother had an immaculate house. I don't think dust existed, mold existed, nothing. The baseboards, everything. That was her light exercise every day. That was her job. That place was absolutely immaculate. I've never seen it. It was a small house. You didn't feel like it was a small house because everything was neat and organized and clean, and she did it all. Like, my mom and uh, growing up, she didn't make her bed. My grandmother did. But that was how she saw as her job, and that was enough exercise. That's all you really need, right? I mean, to, to be Just honest keep with moving. You, yeah, keep, keep moving. moving. That's it. Take a little walk. Give yourself a break. Uh, you want to you reduce stress? Throw on some classical music or whatever music you love and go outside and take a walk. Oh, yeah. And you will feel a lot better. Take a 20-minute walk. Take a, You know what? Go to one of the beautiful parks we have where we are or wherever you are and take a walk in nature and feel even better. But, but instead, we'll go, live, laugh, love. It says it right there. <laughs> and that's the part that it was driving me. Yeah, but it also says if you sprinkle when you tank, it'll be a sweetie. And wipe well, that I don't mind. That I don't mind. But that, that other shit was driving me crazy. Now, they started. So this guy went to uh, a place in, in Minneapolis, and he started, wanted to see, could he recreate a blue zone? So they tried to make wider uh, sidewalks for people to walk on and encourage people. They put more uh, stores with more fresh options, raw options, and uh, healthier options in them. And could they do it? And so they were going to do, I think, a five or 10 year study on this place. Might have been 10 years. And their goal was to increase the life expectancy by two years. And they actually raised it 3.3 years. Oh, wow. Because people started walking, people started eating. A little bit better. They were staying out of the fast food restaurants. I'm not saying that fast food, we want to have it once in a while. Great. Make it your everyday diet. Make it your majority of your diet. And there's going to be consequences. Mm -hmm. Keep drinking uh, soda every day. There's going to be consequences. But if you want to feel good, drink a lot of water, eat a little bit less, take a walk. Like one, (laughs) my mother's going to me, that's a great idea. This one group of people, they only ate till they were 80% full. I go, who's got a fucking barometer on their stomach that right. says 80% full? Right. Nobody. Especially when you're eating Nobody. fast, you don't realize. Come on, man. You know, yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, you, you, it's a wonderful, it's great concept. But the, the one thing that I think no one takes away from this is, this was how they lived. They didn't try hard. They didn't all of a sudden change their diet drastically. They didn't go and do it. Look, I've done an, a, a change your diet drastically, and I felt amazing, truly amazing. Lost a lot of weight. 
slowly I got back into living well, mm-hmm. the way we live. You've got to make it a consistent thing all the time. And it ain't fun. It is not as fun. Uh, and so you want to be Tom Brady and you want it then and you want to look like that and you want to have that, then you've got to go to bed and sleep for eight hours every day. You gotta shut it down. You gotta work out constantly and you gotta eat extremely well. And I just it just it was infuriating me because I go, this is gonna be more people just putting fucking plaques up on their wall. Living this for this is a blue zone. <laughs> it's, it's, I've already got that plaque on my wall. It says Labat Blue Zone. You know <laughs> <laughs> and I and I know that I I like I sound like an asshole to my mother, but I'm like it, it just it was driving me crazy because we know the answers. We have it inherently. We know what the right thing is. We know the let go, let God is a great one. But you know what people will say to you? Well, you got to think positively. That's impossible. It right. is impossible to think positively. Go outside during uh, December, go, no winter. No, right, exactly. <laughs> no winter. But what you can do is whatever it is, give me something that you, you have trouble thinking positively about. Is there anything? Oh, yeah. like The, the upcoming the, bill uh, season? No, I, like, that's kind of like a joke to me. Um, I mean, I care, but I'm, that doesn't impact my life. But uh, kind of like when I hear about, like, uh, about the government, Biden stuff, all this stuff. They're trying to control us. I get I get really riled up about this you stuff because I believe part of it. Yeah. I believe that, yeah, they're, they're trying to control as much of our lives as possible, and we got to fight back. But I get so freaking worked up, and then my wife comes home, and she's like, why are you so angry? Yeah. I'm like, because well, I, yeah. I let the YouTube video keep yeah, continuing to well, play, see, play, 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 play. You, you need to, to almost Go avoid and that stuff yeah. and, and take, you know, get rid of that stuff. But sometimes we think about it like a certain thing. I, I've got an injury and I can't walk. But I like, or I have like I. I'll, I'll give you an example. I lost sixty pounds yeah. at one point and kept it off for like three years. Yeah. Then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And uh, then I had a full time girlfriend who later became my fiance and wife, and she would cook every night, and I would get a little bit heavier, a little bit heavier, a little bit. And I wasn't eating what I thought was more, but eventually, and then I had a health issue, yeah. which led to medication, which yeah. led to me putting on an extra forty pounds. Okay. And it's been hell trying to get rid of this weight. Okay, but have you made progress? Yes. Okay, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, so all, that, all you need is a little bit of progress. I just think, day. but in that, I would just say to myself, even if you had a setback, but I'm better than I was, mm-hmm. and I'm getting better all the time, and I'm making progress, and I know what to do, and slowly start to feel better. Whatever mm-hmm. the issue is that's that's got you, try to go. I'm not saying you can't go from here to there, but you can go from here to here. Right. You know what I mean? You can go. Uh, 10 steps forward, right? You may not go the full 100 steps you need, but you can do 10 steps today. And maybe you can do five steps tomorrow and maybe five steps after that and maybe 15 the day and you're closer and closer and you feel better and better. And that's all I'm saying is like on the emotional scale, change your thinking a little bit. And that's going to be all the difference because one of the things that did come out for a lot of these people was they don't worry a lot. They don't, they just kind of, you know, hey, or they have family around and they just, they have fun because there are certain things in our life like that, Mm -hmm. the government that we can't control. We just, we don't have the control over that. I can't control what Biden's going to do. But you know what I can control? I can control my attitude on it. Mm-hmm. And I can control the fact that, uh, you know, I don't want to see him president. I don't think Biden's going to run for president again. I don't I Actually, don't. I read a story today from Nate Silver yeah. that, like, the Democrats' best option is Biden, believe it or not. I, I, know, I, I, I don't want to get into the details. No, 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 no. I understand because there are most people who are going to tell you that the incumbent is always your best option. But I am telling you right now that I, I do not see, and this is just my prediction, mm-hmm. and I'm nothing to base this on. I think you're going to see, what's his name from California? Gavin Newsom. Gavin Governor Newsom. Newsom. Uh, run on the Democratic side. Schmuck. 
And I think you're going to see uh, Ravi. What's his name? Uh, no, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, Ramaswamy. I think you're, I think he's he's a, sharp as a tack. Very impressive. There are a couple things middle. about me that look like that scare me a little bit, but he is sharp as a tack. I really like this dude. But I don't. I don't think things here and there that Biden may not make it to the end of the year. Yeah, I don't think Trump is going to is going to be the guy, and I don't think Biden's going to be the guy. I really mm-hmm. don't. I think they're going to find a way. That this younger. laptop thing is more serious than they were. Well, now, yeah, conveniently to, now it's going to yes. be more serious. Yeah, I think it's going to be, and I think you're going to see some kind of deal where he just takes a knee and doesn't run again. Yeah. I, that's my prediction. I have no idea. It's it, it's. But one thing they all agree on: they don't want Kamala anywhere but near the White House. All I would say to you is that when it comes to that <laughs> stuff, that's nothing you can control. I can't control today. that. You can't control it today. I so can pray about it. You can if you want. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you can just say, "Hey, I." I uh, want the best for my leaders and mm-hmm. blah blah, and on you go. That that would be my thing. And we, we also have New York State to worry about too. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, by That's the way, where you laugh, if New York you, State. If you ever decide to do another podcast, Bill, I have the perfect name for it. The Blue Zone. Philosophy. Because <laughs> <laughs> every show yeah. you may, man, you bring you bring the philosophy. Well, and I, you know, I've always written like I actually have written down all the lessons I've learned from you and Tommy over the years. And one of them is if, if you, you got them somewhere, bring them in. I got yeah, I can think around my phone. Like if you want to do something, you will, and if you don't, you'll find an excuse. Yeah, that to me is the greatest lesson I've ever learned. Well, from I always me. said if you want to, you will. Yeah, if you want, if you, you don't, will. you'll find an excuse. I, I have believed that if you wanted to eat your car, if you ground up a little bit every day and put it on That's how I eat elephants, burger Billy. or salad or whatever, you could eat your entire car. If you wanted to climb the biggest mountain in the world, if you want to, mm-hmm. you will. You'll find a way. But I think that that's all part of the, you know, that that's just part of living. Yeah, it's part of no. It has its limits. Like we, I'm not going to be a major league baseball. Player. I understand. You know what I mean? and, and, I, I've tried. And, and I wouldn't want to see you out there. Danny would water down the game. <laughs> We're going to use your stories. We're going to play a new game called Billosophy or Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's another thought I had. Bullshit was was another game we used to play. Remember? Oh yeah. About the Bills though. It was yeah. about the Bills. It wasn't yeah. about Bill Murray. No, it was. <laughs> but that, I I I I just have these deep seated feelings as I've gotten older over that. I feel like honestly we live wrong. And we teach our kids wrong, and we do things that are wrong, and we know the right answer. Every one of us does. We have an inner guidance mm-hmm. system we really do know, but we either go along sometimes because it's easier to. We stay in situations we don't want to be in longer than we should. Been there because we don't have because we we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. And then the next thing you know, you're out of time. So if you watch this blue zone thing realize there's only so much time. 100 years is not that long. Wherever you are on that scale, whether it's 25 years in or 52 years in, right. 44 years in, whatever it is, that just know that it's time. And it, and it feels like it's infinite and it's going to go on forever. You, I believe, will. But you won't in this form. And if you want to live, get out and do some stuff and make do exactly what you want. Do you come with all these philosophies while you're popping gummies? No, I don't. <laughs> Are you I, sure? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't gummy. I, I vape pens. <laughs> My brothers. Popcorn lung Billy. I Be feel careful. so bad because at one point, where, where was that in the? Where was that in the uh, blue zone point, video? I, my mother said, I don't "Vape your tobacco." I don't, I don't do those things. My anymore. mother, my brother, has vape a, your Mary Jane. A, a, dis, a deceivingly steep hill from the fire pit to his front door. My mother said, "I'm going to go to bed," and she said, "Do you mind?" I said, "Oh, I'll, I'll, let me help you walk up." And I'll she goes, up and roll she goes, I, I really appreciate, she goes, I appreciate that. And in Maine, it was really hot, but then it got really cool at night. So the grass would get very dewy and slippery. 
So I'm walking with her, and she goes, thank you. I appreciate you walking. I go, I don't know how much help I am. I'm as high as a kite and drunk as a skunk. (laughs) (laughs) I go, I'm pretty high and drunk. The last time my vape pen was at a golf tournament, we came home, and I was sitting in my neighbor's driveway for an hour waiting for everybody to come out. My wife goes, what the hell are you doing? I went to bed. Yeah, I like THC. Right, that's the ingredient, but I like it in smaller doses, and I'm finding out like even five can kind of de- depending on the day get you the wrong way. But now I'm finding they've got like 1.5s, twos. The microdosing, it's a nice thing. It takes the edge off a little bit. It's a good way to relax. The barrier to pot entry is much easier. I'll tell you what, man, you might live to be a hundred if you do that. All right, we'll take a moment. Uh, I had a, I can relate to the guy on the plane who is headed to Barcelona. If you don't know about what what I'm talking about, you will find out next. But I will say this. It's a shitty situation. Oh, that, yeah. Oh. (laughs) We'll get to it next. Mac of all trades. They built our studio. It is fantastic. Everybody walks in here and goes, man, what a great space. Mac could build you something like this. Absolutely. But you know what Mac can really do? Give you back your time. I know. You got that list. It keeps growing. You're not tackling it. One thing you sort of finish, then something else all of a sudden pops up on the list. You fix the hole in the wall. Now the sink is leaking. You got a, a clogged drain. Your toilet's not working right. The shower's running all funky. Let Mac come in and take care of all of it and give you back your time. And you know what that does? It eliminates the stress. Those kind of projects just gnaw at the back of your head, right? In the back of your mind, it's always there, always there. You're always, you're never really comfortable. You don't exactly sleep well. You start to dream about it. Let Mac get you. Let Mac help you get a good night's sleep. Give him a call at 585-202-9218. Mac of all trades and online at macofalltrades.com. Net. BTB's wood-fired pizza and grill in the Mullet Grease Ridge. Hey, it's Shannon. Hi, I'm David. Hi, friends. It's Jake. Hey, it's Rima. Why should you listen to Game Night? Think of um, Stand By Me when everybody pukes from <laughs> eating the pies. Yeah, lard yeah. ass. Lard what? ass causes the puke <laughs> That was it. That yeah. was our entire... Boom, baba, boom, oh, baba. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that every bad. time my sister walked into the room and she was oh. skinny as shit and I was just a dick. I don't know that term. What my Ju- my Judy, did you say? Judy? My best Is Judy? That, my best that's friend. what you were going with? No, so, <laughs> no, that's interesting. So, no, I'm just saying I, that's something I'm not familiar I with. I actually think it's slightly an older term. It okay. It, it coincides with your sexual awakening also. Sure. You know, so I remember f- having feelings and I remember very specifically too in my sixth, my sixth grade yearbook, I had this like girl crush and I had a boy crush, and I remember their pictures were right next to each other, and I was like, Perfect. I was like, which one do I love more? You know, and, I, and at that point, I really didn't know. I was- Join us every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> is this Brittany doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Brittany. On her live from her living room tour uh, on Instagram. I think the Stones brought her out at a show in the mid 90s or late 90s. It wouldn't surprise me. Had to be the late 90s. Yeah. She didn't really come on the scene until 98, 99. Well, maybe in the early 2000s. I could see her dancing to this. With a snake. Ugh. An albino snake. I'm sorry. I don't really like this. I, I didn't think you would, but I was curious to see if you'd have heard it. No, I don't think I ever did. Let me hear it a little bit more. Though. 
what is going on with her now? It's gotten a little quiet, but I'm telling you, I, I worry that that young lady is going to be a... As an old man, I can say young lady. But I, th- I feel like she could be a tragedy. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, she's my age. Yeah. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah. Oh, she looks good. Yeah. <laughs> you good. not so much. She's in the blue zone. Oh, dude, I found out today You're that my... You're in the brown zone. I, 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 well, I, I found good news in bed. I found out today that my metabolic age is 59. Oh, shit, bro. Right, how right, did that right, right. happen? Right. Well, the medication and everything else, but... Wait, how did I, you find this out? I, w- I went online. I've been searching Web- this oh, stuff. WebMD. No, I, I, I did a whole quiz. Don't fucking do that I did shit. a whole... It's no, an it's online a, it's a, quiz. It's a comprehensive quiz. Did the quiz need access to your contacts and photos? They said, look, your problems are easily reversible. It's not like you're pre-diabetic or any of that stuff. I'm glad you brought this up because there was something that that did happen in the blue zone. Uh, there was a, a, an island in Greece too. Is is another place that's a blue zone. Of course, okay. the Mediterranean diet got gained some fashion because people were living to be a hundred. It's got a lot of fish. It's got a lot of stuff. Uh, in terms of reversing something, there was a guy who came over to America, met a woman, married. He was from Greece. Uh, I, I don't know if he had his own company, but yeah, he had kind of a stressful job. The kids doing all this stuff. And at 66 years old, he had smoked and drank. He was finding himself short of breath. And he went to two or three different doctors, and they, and they all said, you got lung cancer, all of them. So he went back to his home country to die. But he didn't. He's 102. And I do believe that disease is dis-ease in your body. Now, I'm not going to give you some voodoo bullshit that we, we've heard all kinds of people have tried alternative medicines and usually they don't work. I always think that, you know, if something's really bad, go to the man, the Western doctor. It went, you know, uh, it, it went too far for Steve Jobs. It went too far for, uh, who was the comic? Um, oh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. It went too far because they waited. They tried alternative methods. I'm not saying that. But what this guy did was he went over and he went back home and he started uh, growing grapes and just kind of living. And I think that when you're not focused on the problem and you're focused on what you're enjoying, so, you know, instead of focusing on what's not going well, focus on something that is because everybody's got something going well in their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? The sun's still coming up. Look, you have nothing to do with the planet rotating the sun the earth spinning on its axis. You got no control over that. So those types of things in your life, if you can, the government, mm. let right. it slide, baby. Let it Just let it slide. But this guy... Election season's coming. But this guy started walking and eating, and he's a short little fat Greek guy, right? Look at, but he's 102. And he was diagnosed in America with lung cancer at 66. Now, how far it was, they didn't say it was stage one, two, three, or four. I don't know, uh, which would have been a curious thing to find out. But he was still alive, and he just went back home. He did stop smoking, clearly. And uh, he drank some wine, and he grew the grapes, and he farmed, and he tilled, and he did his stuff, and he walked around, and he was among his his family and his friends and the people that he loved. And I just think that all the positivity can really help you live a better life. Will it help you live a longer life? I believe it will. I'm not going to stake my life on it. You, you know, something could happen. You turn the corner, and I don't know, a piano falls out of a window. But I'll tell you this, the quality of their life would be a hell of a lot better if you just did that. Mm-hmm. And it's easier said than done. And to me, that's the work in life. It's not working on your career. It's working on you to try to always find the other end of the stick, the positive end of it, the positive. 
if you can, or head in that direction. The happier thought. Well, the happier thought. The Look, thought. contrast is great, right? Because I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. I know what I do want. But I want to keep focusing on what I don't want. I want to focus on what I when do want. focus goes, your energy flows. That's all I'm saying. So for you, yeah. if the, the metabolic age is reversible, what are they telling you to do? Yeah, just uh, just basically. Get off your fat ass and stop binge watching. Hurry up and die. I don't, I don't, do, I don't, do, I don't do a lot of that. I, I literally, I exercise and all that stuff. It's The issue is I overestimate, I underestimate the calories that I consume. I, I'll tell you this. I underestimate the calories I think I you do binge watch. You don't binge watch traditionally, but you probably sit on YouTube and watch all this fucking conspiracy. How much... To- when you go down a government rabbit hole, is it an hour, that's, 45 minutes or an hours. hour? It's a couple hours. A couple hours! That's night, binge though. watching! It's before bed. I don't give a shit! That's binge watching! Okay. But this is after I've done all my like work and reading and exercise and podcasting. and Just sit on the text line. They said you should give up uh, music. It'll help drop your mental <laughs> Actually, Vanity Project. I, I see this stuff. That's I, the band. The Vanity yeah, Project. No, I know. The Vanity Project. I've seen it on uh, Instagram and things. Yeah. That's you, fantastic. You haven't followed us yet. I'm, start, I'm starting to wonder why. Oh, shit. I haven't, have I? And yeah, that's Greg Connors. A little sad. I'm sorry. I will, I, I but will, I bet, I but I bet, you, no, I bet you Matt from Victor Chrysler Dodge Jeep already has the t-shirt. We already got, we're getting the banner. We got our first show coming up. That's great. When is the first show? Uh, it's in September. Obviously, it's this it's month. School for I think the deaf. It, I think it's a week from us. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a week from Saturday. It'll and be like a silent disco. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's great. All right, that's good. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's why? It's where is it going to be at Tappet on Scottsville Road? Tappet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's out in uh, West Henrietta. West Henrietta. Yeah. I believe it's about as big as this. What? Room. Do you know the date? Uh, the twenty first, I believe it's a Saturday night. All right. And then we got to show Batavia Downs. Right. I think that's the twenty third. Let me just picture it, like uh, pull it up real quick. You want to go and sit in the back and be Stadler and Waldorf? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind going to uh, the show. I just know that there is a comedian coming into town who I really, really want to see. Saturday, September sixteenth, eight o'clock. Tap at Bar and Grill. Oh, so that's next week. Yeah, that's week. a week from Saturday. Yeah. yeah so wait, well, that's what I originally wait, said. Wait. A week from Saturday. Oh, all right. Ooh, yeah, come out see his show. Stop out early at uh, Bill Gray's Iceplex. You can catch one of my kids' tournament games, and we'll. All right. I'll send him home with the wife, and we'll go. Okay. It'll be a good Heckle time. Danny. Got a lot going on. All right. It's going to be a good time. The 16th. Why do I feel like there's some shit going on? There's always something going on. No, no I know. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, speaking of things going on, mm-hmm. uh, I, went for, I went for a run today, Danny, and even though it was 91 degrees. And I felt, I like it. My muscles feel looser. You know what? 91 degrees here. I was just in Austin last week. It yeah. was like chilly. Compared well, to like what they go through in the South, like all summer. I love the the way the the heat and the humidity kind of envelope your body, and I, my muscles feel looser. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go far, and I didn't go far because I took a gamble. Well, what do you think? What would be you gamble? had to go to the bathroom. I had to go to the, no. I didn't have to go to the bathroom. Well, what kind of gamble, Kevin? Tell me a gamble you've taken and maybe you've lost. Shark Tank. Yeah, so you had I I went to fart. Go in the bathroom. Oh, you sharted? And I think all of a sudden I, I could go. I went, ah, oh, God damn it. Pulled a big mark? Not a not a lot. <laughs> just to, just so like it was like a, a bubble. It was like, I'm like, that's all, that's all it takes, damn. Billy, is a bubble. So, so I go, All of a sudden I'm walking this. back to I'm East gonna Avenue. Do, I'm going to do the heat. You get a bubble in the heat. Ooh, that spreads. The whole neighborhood will smell that. So. <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses down the street from me cleared out. 
<laughs> smells like the bar dance. Where is best? So I went. I I, I decided that was it. I was just going to do the two mile and not the whatever I was going to do. Oh, so the I did two that. mile, not the four mile. <laughs> All right, fuck off. Maybe it was a mile and a half. So I wound up going home, and uh, but then I I see the whole story about the guy on the Delta airline flight. So I've been seeing stuff about this, but I haven't followed up with it. What's going on here? So this guy was on a flight. They were, I believe, they were supposed to arrive at like eight a.m. in Barcelona, and they were flying out of Atlanta. And then all of a sudden, this guy has um, like his bowels explode as, <laughs> as he's trying to get to. I don't know. I don't know if it came on suddenly. I don't know if he was like going. I don't feel that great, but I really got to go. Just uh, maybe for something that seat I ate. Signed to be taken but off. But if you look at the at the stuff on the plane. It, the aisle is just covered. It's a river of shit. So this is this is actual cockpit. In the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, this is actual cockpit audio. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. <laughs> he literally had diarrhea all through the airplane. It's like from the mid-aisle up to the front. And you see, so like, I think somebody from the Yankees was actually on this flight. Like, there was like a Yankee president, like the, like Lon Trost or somebody was I on have, this. I don't know exactly. The I specifics. have no idea. I saw a headline: Yankee president on crap plane or something like that. Sounds about right for the post. <laughs> a Delta Airlines Airbus A350 turned around back to Atlanta Friday night because of the uh, of diarrhea throughout the airplane from a passenger, and it's a biohazard. The FAA f- oh, yeah. flight strip for DL194 was posted to Reddit. Also, a passenger posted here asking why her son flight was turning around. And then they put the audio up. And then someone responds to this tweet on X. Uh, both my wife and I were on the flight. It it was a mess. The pilots made the right decision to turn around. The ground crew ripped out the carpet, put in new carpet. Considering the circumstances, the ground crew did a great job along with attendants and the pilots. Somebody else writes, my partner was on that flight. and It was pretty bad. Uh, it was dribbled down the aisle. So I'm going, I mean, it it must be somebody like, it almost sounds like it was leaking down their leg. Not uh, When we think of explosive, has anybody had, I mean, where it just looks like your ass sneezed all over the bowl. So oh, yeah. I don't know about that. that. And I don't know that it, I After don't. After a Springsteen concert, no wait. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if other passengers got hit with this. I mean, imagine, you know, as someone. The, I, I can't, I feel like just. Pulling up the carpet. I feel like you got to hose it out a little bit. Oh, I think they you got You got to put a little freaking Febreze in there because it's well, still going to smell like ass. Listen to this. My partner was on the flight. It was pretty bad. It was dribbled down the aisle, smelled horrible. The vanilla-scented disinfectant <laughs> used on it only made it smell like vanilla shit. Glade. After the plane landed, it was thoroughly clean. Fabuloso. They didn't leave until around 2.30 a.m., and I think they arrived five hours later in Barcelona, like at 8 o'clock in the morning the next day. But... Did they I mean, get back on the same plane? I believe they them a different plane. I don't think they did. Well, because there's only so could. many of those jumbo yeah, jets that, that are going to fly yeah. international, and this was the flight that was scheduled. That's why they're saying they ripped up the carpet, they oh. s- disinfected everything. What are you going to do? Did they let the guy back on the well, flight? I mean, look, I don't know. No one knows the whereabouts of this person. I, I go. How does this? A he what kind of embarrassment? Well, what happened? Could this guy have some kind of? I I don't know what diverticulitis or maybe is. Maybe a colostomy bag. Well, it could be that. It like burst? it started overflowing or yeah. burst, and you're gummy because it doesn't sound like it was explosive where he's like shooting out at people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Aisle six through eight. Well, you know what? I mean, just imagine. Hello to my little. 
sorry. Could you imagine, like, if you're sitting there and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, you, you walk by and go, wow. It's like you have freckles on your face because <laughs> it's just spraying out. You know, it's just shit. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm picturing in my mind, but I think it just dribbled down. And in some really heavy areas of this, where the guy probably got held up as he's trying to go through, there, the people laid down, not people, the flight attendants laid down towels uh, to oh. try to absorb it up. Yeah. Oh. oh and gosh. what do you say? Like, you want to yell at the guy, but he's got, does he have a medical issue? You feel bad for him. What happened? But then you start to feel bad for yourself. Well, of course. Like, it's you, all recycled air up well, there. You do. And the other thing is. <laughs> If you have kids... It's a doo-doo, baby! Yeah, you've changed a lot of diapers and explosive diarrhea up the oh, back. Absolutely. I mean, It's different know. when it's you. It's different when it's your kids. It is. When it's somebody else, and you don't know what's in their man. Yeah. So, I don't know what happened to this guy. I can't imagine being on that flight. He took a United flight over. I would be absolutely <laughs> texting you assholes video. Be going. Oh. I'd want to interview the guy. I'd want to interview the guy to go, has this ever happened before? What's happening to you? What would you like to say to your fellow passengers? Uh, imagine this. You've got people waiting on the other side of the, mm-hmm. the world here, yeah. on the other side of the ocean, waiting for you to arrive, and this guy sh- yeah. literally... The guy's probably still standing there with a sign yeah. at the limo, with the limo <laughs> driver just sitting there with a Wait, where is this dude? Where is <laughs> Shitty <laughs> Tim? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> just shitting his brains out. It's just unbelievable. Is that one the Schlitz? Or the, the shit? What, what's the worst thing you've ever seen My brother crapped his pants on the monorail at Disney World. Really? Yeah, he did. But he was a little kid. Yeah, he was like four. Oh, he it had, doesn't count. He had like he ate like handfuls of Andy's candies over at Red Lobster before we got over there. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. And somebody had a hat on. Says shit happens in Florida. My sister goes, "See, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> She's like eight years old. And my father like he's trying not to laugh, but he've like, "Yeah, you're right." But what, what was the question? I'm sorry. If we have ever, you ever had a, like experienced anything like this, witness somebody having something like this happen, or uh, anything bad happen like that. <sighs> Because I was in... in no, nah, I don't think so. I was in a bar in Westchester once. Okay. Uh, like, we stopped to grab food. We were shopping. My kids were up with my parents. We went down to this mall in Danbury. Maybe it was Danbury. Southside Johnny playing that night? No. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what I had eaten the day before, but my stomach was bad, and I had bad gas. I mean, not even... Like, this was noxious, and it was it was fucking potent, and there was no... <laughs> There was no, there was no stopping it. You couldn't hold it in, and it was just coming out. And we're in this crowded like sports bar, getting drinks, and uh, I, I, it's just sliding out of me. And I'm trying to make it look like it's not me. There's three jabronis behind me, and they, and I know like these, they were talking about the Opie and Anthony show, and I wanted to join the conversation because I know Opie, and I was afraid to turn around. And then one of them goes. This motherfucker farts again. I swear to God, I'm going to put his head right through a bar. And I'm like looking around and going, I want to scream, it's not me. And I'm just standing there. And my wife was with me. She's looking at me. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I couldn't stop. It was the worst. And it wasn't even like a normal smelling fart. Is your was, father getting revenge on you for I'm, putting farting I have farting no idea. That's a great question. Yeah. I have no idea. Did you turn the tables? It was so bad. The tables have turned. It was like sulfur. <laughs> Awful. Oh, you know, that oh, I, had yeah. that, I mean, I had that same situation at my bachelor party. 
But you could just, I was far. It's like a fucking cloud. It was, just a, it was like, yes. everybody, it, I cleared a corner of, the, of, yeah. a, of a strip club. I blamed it on cinnamon. Did, but, you, <laughs> did you get a laugh dance? I did not. Oh, God. I remember. Yeah, I could get her to really eat that. But I was like, I, that, and that was the worst. Like, I, So I felt bad for this guy. But I could, like in that moment, I probably should have just left, but I was trapped. And I'm there. And I'm in there. And now I'd never forget that guy. I go, I swear to God, I'm going to beat this, this guy's ass. And they knew it was me. Because it was like, and it was just fucking potent it just i mean if the air could have turned purple or green it would have as you know, soon as he said that did you immediately let another little poof go because uh, that's what i would have done i i i had no control so it was coming either way it was just like it, it was noxious and it was one of those ones where they were silent and but they were hot when they left. <laughs> <laughs> silent but deadly oh, there was heat on these Car- carbon monoxide said heat on them I couldn't oh, so awful you ever, have you ever seen the uh, Andre the Giant documentary on HBO no it's it's fabulous it's fantastic right and they talked about how how hard it was for Andre just to live because of his size and they would fly like Vince McMahon took the WWE out of the New York Northeast and made it global well part of that was going overseas to wrestle. Well, Andre the Giant had to have like his own like three-seat seated seat, but he couldn't just go in the bathroom and they couldn't charter planes. <laughs> so they would pull the curtain back so he could do his business in a bucket. Then the flight attendant would have to take would go and dump it out and they and like Andre would like crap his pants a lot. Sometimes he would do it on purpose like fart or whatever, right? And he would get in the launch position as they called it. And everybody knew it was coming and they actually spent like two minutes describing Andre's farts. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, Vince McMahon are talking, and uh, and Mean Gene were talking about his farting power and capacity, and how the pilots of the plane were like, "Oh, come on, man, this is ridiculous." You gotta, you gotta watch it. It's yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they would, they would talk that. about how also when he's overseas, he, you know, you're in Japan. There are much smaller, smaller people. confines, yeah. right? Yeah. You couldn't. Go to, he couldn't sit on a toilet. So he, he would have to, go to the, shit in the tub. He'd go in the tub and then yeah. just or let he'd the have water to lay out, Or he'd have to lay out papers and just shit on papers like ah. a dog. Like he had a handler named all Timmy right, White all right, all right, who right. just recently passed away. And Ric Flair goes, I can't believe Timmy White's still alive. Now, he's, <laughs> he's passed away since then but because Andre just lived this this larger-than-life life, both figuratively and literally. But they, they spent like three, four minutes talking about his bowel habits. All right, all right. I'm going to throw up. Did you ever have a shirt situation at work? No. I had once. I had to have new pants and underpants delivered to work one day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was just. A, Did you throw them out? Uh, uh, right in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was at Bill's camp uh, as a Bill's intern, you guys, or it wasn't you guys, but it was Weezy's show, right? And Joe T and Tommy got into an argument because Joe T couldn't stop farting. Yeah. And Tommy got pissed off yeah. at him, like angry. Yeah. Joe, Joe had, T was vile. Yeah, but Joe, Joe was vile. And Joe, but Joe had. Bro, get out of here, bro. Because you guys were in that little, like. Yeah, that little house, and then yeah. they moved to the tent afterward yeah. or whatever. But it was like Joe was uh, Joe had uh, I don't know if it was diverticulitis or some kind of intestinal issue. Joe Joe, Joe could clear CMF and warm in one. Joe car. Joe couldn't. <laughs> Joe was like Joe had to pull over on the one hundred and four bridge and he shit on the. <laughs> Get out of here! You can well, fall over. I know. He didn't, hang, he didn't hang his ass off and shit into the bay. Oh. He shit on the bridge. Oh, okay. He, did. <laughs> he hung his cock through, through the fence. Could you imagine if you're kayaking and all of a sudden... <laughs> wasn't there a story, right? <laughs> wasn't there a story that about... must have been some big-ass bird. Wasn't there a story about... 
Weez and Joe T were in Florida, and Tommy you got. I don't know. So they went down to Florida, and Joe T's like, "I gotta go number two. Well, he didn't say it like that. He goes in the ocean and goes, yes. "Oh, Tommy, you gotta try this, man. It <laughs> yes. just—it's yes. like you don't even need paper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is true. That is cleans you right up. Yes. yes. <laughs> Joe T is, uh, I hope he's doing well. I'm a big fan of Joe I'm T. I'm trying to find Joe T as a mystery guest. Well, we'll see. All well, right. It's not a mystery anymore. Anybody knows Joe T. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll take a moment. When we come back, we got an opportunity for you to win a $200 gift card to BTB. Oil changes from our friends at Victor Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We will tell you how you can do that because the NFL kicks off. Yes. That's right. Tonight. Tonight. Thursday night. And Travis Kelsey may not be playing. He's not. He's oh, that's official. Okay. Yeah, I think he's out for the next... Hyperextension, couple, couple of weeks, yeah. No ACL damage. No, but we will will uh, tell you all about that and tell you what we're going to be doing Monday night, where you can join us. All that coming up next. But first, Jimmy Z's Plates and Shakes is the perfect place for you to go and get a little me time. Think of all the things you've been doing all summer long for everybody else. Why not escape for a little bit to Main Street, Brockport, and walk into Jimmy Z's Plates and Shakes and just indulge, just indulge in a delicious shake. Maybe get yourself one of their delicious burgers. How about the plate? Kind of build your own plate. Oh, it's all right there at Jimmy Z's Plates and Shakes. You can find the entire menu online at platesandshakes.com. For the hottest kicks in town, you got to get to the Plug 585. Rochester's elite sneaker and apparel resale shop. Located inside of the Eastview Mall, where high-end fashion meets unique clothing brands for the vibe you're looking for. Like Nike, Jordans, the Wall of Yeezys, and more. Get a sneak peek on Facebook and the Gram at the Plug 585. We got a soul spot for them sneaks, too. If they ain't looking as sharp as they used to be, you can get them cleaned or customized at the Plug 585 in the Eastview Mall. And if you can't make it there, be sure to look out for the Plug Bus to pull up on you. The only place to connect. It's one of my favorite Jimmy Buffett songs, but this is performed by Jack Johnson and Dave Matthews. The ocean. Well, I heard you call. I wanted to sail upon your walls since I was three feet tall. Cause you've seen it all. You've seen it all. Dave. Watch the man who rode you switch from sails to steam and in your belly you hold the treasures a few have ever seen most of them dreams most of them dreams I just want to get to this one line because they change it slightly. <laughs> I think your pastor and Jimmy Buffett sat and talked like this together. Wow, what a great song. Did you write that yourself? It's amazing. Well, yes, I am a pirate. A few hundred years too late. Nothing to plunder. I'm an under 40 victim of fate. 
Driving Jimmy sings over 40 victim of fate. Driving too late. Now here comes my favorite part. I've done a bit of smuggling. I've run my share of weed. It's grass in the song. I've made enough I'm money to buy my helmet. But I pissed it away so fast. Never meant to last. There you go. I, I just, as a little tribute to Jimmy, I thought it would be fun to hear other people play his music, and I absolutely love that version of the song, and that is one of my favorite songs uh, by Jimmy Buffett. Maybe tomorrow night we'll, we'll bump with uh, some other stuff. Was he a part owner of the Dolphins? Uh, I believe he might have been part of the ownership group. There was a group, group mm-hmm. I think, that it also includes. Well, Stephen Ross has to own, like, most of the team. Yes, I think Stephen Ross does, but I think the other, like, mi- minority owners include people like Gloria, Steph- Gloria Stefan, yeah. I think, uh, and then maybe Serena Williams and probably Jimmy Buffett. I think Landshark. It was Landshark Stadium, Stadium for a while. Yeah, so, and that's his beer. So I wonder if they're going to wear a patch for honoring Jimmy Buffett. I doubt it. But, uh, oh, I, I mean, yeah. I wonder if though at the opening at their home opener if they'd yeah. pay some tribute. I have no idea, uh, but I, I was a, a fan of, of the man. All right, speaking of football, now that it's I mean God, it's here, right? We got our first game. The Bills will play Monday night. Uh, here are a couple things that we're doing on Billified. We have a it's just a pick 'em, right? Straight up pick 'em, straight up every week. You enter it in. It's electronically tabulated. It's via Yahoo. And how do we, how do you get to it? Uh, there's a link in Facebook. I've tagged you. I've tagged Matt from BTB. You can click right on the link. Okay. We'll ask you for the group ID, which is 13616. 13616. Is that your zip or something? No, it's just whatever it, it announced. Oh, it, it, it made it, it out. Probably, it made it up. And then the password is all lowercase one word, Bill Moran. Okay. I'll try to, uh, I'll try to put that out as many places as possible that people can be able to find that. So we have people already in there. We got a good team. chunk of people in there. Okay, so people are, and again, at the end of the season, so we're going all seventeen regular season games. Whoever has the best picked record at the end uh, will get a two hundred dollar gift card to BTB and free oil changes at uh, Victor, Victor Chrysler Jeep Ram. Yep. Is it three months worth of oil changes? I think he said three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, or three oil changes. Excuse me. Yeah. you don't need them every month. Yeah, you should go yeah. nowadays. You could probably go five thousand miles and still be fine. Uh, so. Well, what are some of the teams in there? Uh, very first one, Barrier to Entry. <laughs> uh, Rumplemints is in there. Okay. Zakoff. Zakoff. <laughs> Free Pizza. Okay. Seal Team 6. The Water Street Mudflaps. Okay. Genesee Gamblers, Packers Nation. Okay. Puck the Patriots. Aye. That, that's I'd probably Greg. Karen the Bills fans in. All right. Can't can't have it without Karen. Oh, Purse no. pisters in. Gotta have a Karen. Gotta have a Karen. My brother refers, referred to his wife as a Karen. She was. We were walking up, and she said, "You know, your brother always says that I'm a Karen. I don't want to be a Karen." And I was like, oh, "What? Is, why would he do that? That's horrible." Uh, now, Monday night we'll be live at BTB. You can join us as the Bills head to New York City to take on the Jets for the season opener. It's a big game. September 11th. September 11th in New York City at MetLife Stadium with all the hype coming in from Aaron Rodgers. I got to jump on Saturday. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to binge watch. I'm gonna have to binge I watch. I, I still don't get all the hype. It's the Jets and the Bills are favored by two and a half. Which if it's a home game, they're favored by five and a half. Yeah, that's true. I I don't. And Yahoo in the pick when I went through and submitted my pick today, Yahoo overwhelming was favoring the Bills to win this game. 
nervous. Danny? Dude, I, Danny? I'm not nervous about this game. I think this game will be very telling for both teams. I really, I really do. I really okay, do. but that, that's not helping me. I, th- oh, I don't, I don't, th- I think the Jets are going to win this game. Um, you think they are? Yeah, I don't think it's going to like necessarily. Yeah, it's not going to matter. I mean, I, don't th- I think it'll be close, but I think the Jets are going to win. And here's the thing that drives me nuts: Have you found anybody, anybody in Western New York who reports on the Bills to not pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl again this year? I haven't even looked at anybody. I mean, it's picking. I haven't looked. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who has, and I think there's this prevailing fear. Has picked them to win it? In other words, everybody's picking the Bills to win. Okay. Because they think they're afraid of the backlash, that if they don't, one, pick Uh, the Bills, well, well, you're a hater, and they don't want to deal with it. Or two, if they don't pick the Bills to win, and they win it all this year, you didn't believe, a-hole. And I think Bills, I think every fan base is so damn sensitive lately Mm. that you can't can't even objectively criticize a team anymore. Even though Greg and I do it on this show, Routinely, because it's fair and it's true. But I mean, I, I, everybody's like, "You're going with the chalk." I, I got the Chiefs beating the Niners in the Super Bowl because until you can dethrone Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, yeah, all bets are off. Like, who, who who's better right now? Who who's effing better right now than those guys? Uh, I don't know. You I can mean, make an argument that Joe Burrow and the Bengals might yeah. be because they've they've beaten them once you, and they they could have beaten them last year. Like that ref through that. You can see with with. Uh, the injury to Kelsey, maybe the Bills are better. They could be. Yeah. The Bills did beat Kansas City yes, last that's year. That's what I'm saying. So, so you got to remember the Bills were four and three against playoff teams last year. Yeah. And if you really held, if somebody held the gun to your head and said, do you think they would have beaten the Bengals in that Monday night game that DeMar went down? I don't think so. No. Cincinnati was steamrolling them. They owned them. Yeah. So it, did they really improve that much? Some people say yes. I think they've gotten more depth. But you're asking a bunch of guys who are a year older all to come back and perform at the same level they were before they got hurt. Right. That's a that's a big ask. We'll see. I mean, look, and, I, and I'm not afraid to say that because I love of, this team and I it, hope I'm wrong. It's exciting. It's an exciting. It it's exciting. Uh, all the stuff around the NFL is exciting. It has become probably the biggest sport in North America. I would say. Well, the NFL is now worth more than all the uh, soccer leagues in England combined. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm, combined. Uh, yeah. And these soccer teams are amazing. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the funny thing is like listening to uh, Jeff Park talk about playing soccer in Europe. He said it's a different game. Like it, they play it so much that like we're great athletes and we're in great condition and we can do all these things. But the finesse they have with the ball and all that, he said it's a different level. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that we just don't have it here in the United States that way. And it's funny because – you know, as he said, his parents, he goes, they watched me for 25 years. I don't think they could tell me what offsides is, and they couldn't tell me what position I played. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. But we I, know football, I and we know offsides there. I still don't know what offsides is. Yeah, so, I mean, it was, it, it, yeah. If somebody kicks the ball, and you're running down, and you get ahead of the ball over the field, then and it you're not a team on defense, if you're, it just, if, if, it's, if you're ahead of the person that's on so defense. So, if you're ahead of the ball, and head of the person on defense, so it's just you and the goalie. You're, you're offsides. Sides. Yeah, silly rule. Yeah, but That's soccer. Yeah, but I mean, hey, look, mm-hmm. it is a global sport where football is not, and uh, I mean they're trying to make it that. But either way, it's our sport. It's our sport, and we love it. And uh, America rules. Yeah, and this is like the most gambled sport. Sure, in America by leaps and bounds. It's the number one. It's the so biggest. You're picking the Chiefs and the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean. Wh- Tell, find, find me a better find me a better pair of teams right now. 
in the NFL, in each conference. Find me better. Yeah, the Chiefs have some young wide receivers. So the F what? They've gotten by before. I mean, it's like this team's gone to the AFC Championship game how many years in a row? And they've gone to the Super Bowl how many times? And they've won it how many times? I mean, at some point, you have to acknowledge, yeah, they're pretty freaking good. You have to. You Until think, you knock you them the off. Eagles could come back again. Here's the problem with the Eagles. Their schedule, their schedule was a lot easier last year than it is this year. They also lost their offensive and defensive coordinator. Sirianni gave up the play calling abilities to Shane Steichen last year. And they went to the and you know they end up going to the Super Bowl. He's gonna have to take that back. Remember when Belichick lost his offensive and defensive coordinator like in 05? You know this when um when uh, what's his name? Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell both left and they lost a couple free agents and they had to reset the target. They didn't win another Super Bowl. <laughs> Poor them for another ten years, but they. But you know, see, like things happen. You know, puck the Patriots. I think we found Andy, the guy who's got that team. Yep. Andy Andy Reid has found a way with Patrick Mahomes to become virtually unstoppable. And by the way, they also have the luxury of okay, now that we've won the Super Bowl again, we could take the gas off a little bit and really hit it hard. What, late if, in the what if the Commanders surprise everybody? That would be a surprise. I'm, I'm serious. Because they're like, on the clock. That's a dark horse. They're, I think that Ron Rivera is going to be the first head coach getting fired this year. All right. So new ownership group. I, I think that that's. I think that's should we be the do case. some prop bets tomorrow in the NFL? I think that'd be great. We'll pick up just five. First coach to be fired will be mm-hmm. one of the prop bets, mm-hmm. and we'll come up with others. We'll do that. First team team of the first round draft with the first overall pick at the end of the um, at the end of the, the season. season. Like who's going to be on the clock? That should okay. be another one. All right. Who's winning the Super Bowl? Obviously, you got to do that. Who's winning the AFC East? I think that's our division, right? Yeah, because you're a Patriots fan, Kevin, and you know. Um, and then what? What else could we like? We could do MVP. We could do a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, we'll I just let's just do five. I don't okay. want to get too deep in anything, but I, I like those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll. Uh, I can already tell you he's going to win Comeback Player of the Year. Oh yeah, Demar Hamlin. Yeah, heads he's down. got to win Comeback Player. <laughs> he has to. He did what Jesus did. Yeah, he came back from and the dead. And they still couldn't come back and beat the freaking Bengals. Right. Dead guy walks into the locker room at halftime. Goes, "Hey guys, I'm alive. Could you go out and show some life? If I can come back from the dead, so can you." All right. And they laid an egg. All right. Well, I note. get so much crap for that. Yes, you should. We'll. Uh, <laughs> we'll That's close my it team. Out. For Dan, the passionate Bills fan. For Kevin, I'm also very objective. For Kevin, who's going to be uh, excited that we'll be in his neck of the woods Monday night at BTV and uh, in, in Grease Ridge Mall, I'm Bill Moran. We'll see you tomorrow.